this is Michael Kelly from Everest, from House of Cards, Secret in the Rise, and what have you. You're listening to Below the Belt. Happy birthday, Al. Nice. Right on. Right on. <laughs> the Below the Belt show is closed caption for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. That's right, guys. It's time for another episode of BTB, Below the Belt in the Mother Effing House, the virtual quarantine edition, if you will. <laughs> I'm your host, Al Soto, your host with the most, a.k.a. Celebrity Soto. We have a supersized show for you tonight, guys. An incredible show from top to bottom. But let's go ahead and from introduce... All the way from the top to the bottom, really? All the way from the top. Well, it's a special show that we're tip, never doing shit tip, top to bottom. Tip, 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 be top to the the depths of hell um <laughs> it's also uh, maybe the birthday of somebody on the panel um maybe yours truly um an attractive young man <laughs> this this weekend uh will be the birthday but you know i'll, I'll celebrate it this week and maybe next week yeah i'll celebrate somewhere in the uh, pandemic strip clubs close at like 10 now months. so you got to get in there early except for the mill stream Oh really? Austin <laughs> does close. I've done my research. Literally. Oh, I love that you know that. I love that you have that information. Just so we um, on stand you, know, you know, like those young girls on Facebook, like they'll celebrate their birthday for like a whole month. They're like, oh, oh yes. my birth that's, month, and there's a big party. That's how you are. Oh my god. Like that. She like, would go longer if she could. If, if yeah, trying to forget be, about it. Yeah, the first girl to up for like a birthday fiscal quarter, it would be Morgan. <laughs> Let's go ahead and introduce the panel. Nice, nice two and a half months of birthday for her. <laughs> <laughs> we will introduce, first of all, he is the king of the 80s, the demotivational speaker. Back from Ocean City, Maryland, he is Chachi McFly. What's Morgan doing? Good to have you back on. Show you some hearts. Just yeah. saying hi. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm here heart, at the after party for um, Al Soto's birthday. We rented out Chuck E. Cheese because he's so, he's so young. <laughs> so. You're very flattering on my birthday, but the other 364 days of the year, that's a little different. It makes it more right. special, right? It makes it more special that way. <laughs> you know, if I flatter you every day of your life, then flattering you on your birthday would mean nothing. In okay, this way, I get it. It's heartfelt. <laughs> Let's also introduce guys. That's right. She's the one and only, affectionately known as Your Grace, <laughs> the Mother of Dragon, the Queen of the Andals, and also another new moniker we've co we've coined, <sighs> Miss LTS. 
Wow. LST. Oh, sorry, sorry. Miss LST. Thank you. What was that? The one and the only (laughs) Morgan Fab. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. And LST is an inside joke between me and Al. You have to be there. Is that like well, we're no gonna leave listeners no, unsatisfied? Not. We're not gonna tell the entire listening. Is that the uh, Mormons? What is that? Yes, yeah, uh, sure. Uh, that's, that's LSD. Morgan, you did the last week. You did the this last time you're on the show. I've told this story, and some people laugh, and some people are like, huh. Like, they just don't think it's funny, but we were, I mean, it's just such you a, we were, we were at this premiere of a movie that Al was in. It was in Philly and it was a what huge death leaves behind. Yes. What death leaves behind. It was a huge audience and this crazy guy in the back. I mean, I don't know how old he was, but he was, you know, like soul brother number one. And he's asking the <laughs> panel, he's asking the one character who was a black guy, he was like, you know, how did you get into that character, man? That was some deep, deep shit. Like, did you have to do a lot of research or is that just some light skin talent? Oh, Al, oh shit. We just lost. <laughs> because we just like, what? And the whole <laughs> like laughing. So now that's just a running joke between us. So, yeah. And she's Miss LST. <laughs> I, I, I totally, I totally believe I'll losing it because you laugh when you get nervous. Like if the, if you get uncomfortable, that's yeah. I it just it. was, it was funny because like Al was like, "Oh my god," I'm like yeah. LST. <laughs> Let's go ahead and introduce guys for the first time on BTB's virtual version of BTB. That's right. But he's been um, such a stellar co-host on Stellar. BTG. Uh, but we've missed him and he is back on the virtual panel. The one and only, he is the last Numenorian, one true knight, Martin Lopez. Good to be virtually present, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the once and future king, of course. Thank you. Yeah, you got <laughs> it. Right. It's, yeah. it's three separate nerd genres. Uh, that, that one, that last one's out of Arthurian legend. Okay, very nice. Is this very really nice. your first time on the virtual? Um... Yeah, I've never been ah. on the computer. Wow, it's surprising. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, we have to it didn't seem that long so. ago that you were on the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. welcome back. Yep, Martin's back in the house. Guys, we have a supersized, as I said, supersized show tonight with two call-in guests on the program. Um, first, um, an acquaintance of mine that I met in Los Angeles, he worked on our friend Johnny Alonzo's film coffin two and we've kept in touch um on social media and then with the just the popularity of cobra kai right now that's on netflix never die we had i felt we had to have him back oh fisher's popcorn very nice (laughs) we felt we had to have him on btb to talk about in my opinion one of my favorite episodes of season two yeah when the cobra kai the og cobra kai going on a little adventure um, it does. It definitely has a sad ending, but um, Scott played ear gauge, um, where he had prosthetic ear gauges, and uh, got in a big brawl with the original Cobra Kai. So uh, Scott will be joining us here on BTB. In addition, guys, I know uh, Miss Morgan Fab is a big Disney fan, yes. and I have to check out the Disney Plus new film that everybody is talking about now 
That's right, Mulan, the live-action Mulan. And, guys, we have one of the stars from that movie, guys. I think that's pretty awesome, guys. It is pretty Hunt. awesome. He I'm is excited. the consummate Asian dad who's been the dad in such movies as The Farewell and Tiger Tail. And now he's Mulan's dad. Tai Ma, guys. This guy has had so many credits. He's on HBO's Veep. He was on Bosch, Silicon Valley. He was in uh, The Arrival, you know, with Amy Adams, Rush Hour 3, Robocop 2, The Skyscraper with The Rock. I mean, the guy's got a ton of great credits. Man, that's a blast from the past. That's a solid 80s. Right? Right there. Yeah, so Tai Ma will be on BTV, guys. So, um, Awesome. A great show, guys. So I hope everyone's being um, safe and um, still in pandemic month six. Um, Damn, six months. Now, That's crazy. Six, six months, right? Yeah, it's absolutely it, insane. Absolutely. I'm, ti- I'm tired. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. Seriously, yeah, and like right? I'm doing the stuff. I'm being safe, but like I am over it. <laughs> like, wanna, I, want, I want to go back to being outside and like seeing other humans. Yeah, yes. You know, it's crazy normal. seeing all like the all your friends with um who are parents and they're having their kids go to school and like they're doing like yeah, the cool. pictures outside of the house and they're right back inside of the house right yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a totally and, different world now you gotta you gotta feel for the parents that are you know obviously yes, working and also homeschooling as oh, well yeah. my sister oh, yeah. did, you because know they can't do their job now it's it's it right. disrupts our whole flow of life right because like you're supposed to either have uh, child care or school to watch right. your kids so you can go work and get your job done and now like you never stop and like parenting never yeah. turns off correct yeah absolutely and also, what about like all the benefits of you know when you're younger about human interaction and patience <laughs> and you know all these things that you think about and now it's like you're just plopping your kid like i see people's pictures and like i'm like wow your kid looks so well behaved but it's like a, how long did they sit still for? B, mm-hmm. like, is it, I mean, you remember being a kid, like, you don't want to sit, I mean, it just blows my mind. These kids do. That's the thing. These kids are so used well, to just being them, yeah. on their, um, and you know, Xbox like, with their that, headsets. That, yeah, their phone, they're glued to the YouTube screen. videos, like, I mean, they're virtual now, like, they probably love this, but I don't think it's healthy because. No, no. absolutely interactions that they have. You have to have that interaction. So yeah, my kids are going to hate me. They're not going to see a screen until they're like 10. I'm going to be, I'm going to be that, that parent that they just grew up resenting. But I, yeah, a friend of mine has a three-year-old and that kid already, like if he's more than like five minutes away from his tablet, he starts crying. And like, that's not okay. Right. Yeah. That's bad. And and, like, you really got to feel for those, um, there's high school um, female teachers who um, sleep with their students and how they can do that now. Oh, wow. You know, this, oh, wow. I mean, oh, damn. Interesting angle. I hadn't considered no, that problem. <laughs> I know a few of them went to your high school, right? Chad? Not a few, like, but One. it's always amazing. Like when you see them on the news and it's these like hot teachers and you're like, like you're banging, you're banging kids. Like what? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's interesting oh, because that's our, our different issue altogether. <laughs> our guest last week, actress Azura Sky, played that mom that hooked oh, up yeah. high school student, um, yeah. which is crazy. But uh, was it like based on a true story or was it a fiction? No, it was a crazy freaking thriller. Uh, I, I definitely recommend this movie, guys. It's called The Swerve. 
It's on video demand uh, September 22nd. So check it out. Of course, yeah. last week's show is already uploaded. Check it out. Azura it's going to make me want to take a shower. Just the, uh, <laughs> yes. Freaks me out. But let's let's go into everything in the world of entertainment. Let's start with um, celebrities that I've announced <laughs> that they have contracted COVID-19. Uh, the Rock, Dwayne Johnson, and his entire family, his two his daughters, whole and his wife, yes, had contracted um, uh, COVID-19. His wife actually having worse symptoms. Rock, I mean, he's, you know, now, I guess he wasn't th- affected as bad. Did you hear how they, they found out? I did. I, I did he, hear it too. I heard yeah, yeah, he was cooking dinner and nobody could smell it. Oh, I, nobody could I smell what the rock was cooking. cooking yep. <laughs> I stop. Stop. I've seen that before. Oh, it's a top notch uh, well, dad joke. It's a phenomenal dad joke. <laughs> they had family friends over, and they did not know that uh, the family friends yeah, that's had COVID 19. So hopefully the whole family Asshole makes it. Friends. Through. Like, imagine yeah. you come over to somebody's house and you just infect the whole entire family, and then it's the Seriously, rock's family. Right? Like, thank God. Thank God they're all okay. I mean, I, I can't imagine God, anything from the rock. Yeah, the kids bounced back really quickly. His wife yeah. uh, had it pretty bad, but um, they're all expected to make a full recovery. Thank God. Uh, Michael Rooker from The Walking Dead and Guardians of the Galaxy announced that he had been battling COVID nineteen um, on a Facebook post last Friday. Now he's a little up there in age, so you gotta, you know, at his age, I think he's over sixty, and uh, you gotta be. A little careful when you're um, over that uh, age group, um, for mm-hmm. sure. But our well wishes go out to um, Michael Rooker. He's a great actor, man. Luckily, but you're um, far away from that, Al. I am very far away. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, Michael Rooker said, he said, I was either feeling like crap or pretty dang good, semi-human in fact. So just, just so y'all know, the end result of all those da- daily battles has come to an end. My body has won the war. So Michael Rooker wow. has good. recovered uh, from COVID-19. Um, but someone that has uh, contracted COVID-19, which caused the production to entirely mm. shut down, is Robert Pattinson, guys. Um, mm. As you know, he's shooting The Batman um, in the UK. Um, he contracted At first they said it was a crew member. Then they divulge it was Robert Pattinson. Um, man, imagine to keep that, try to keep that quiet. Right, <laughs> right. Where right. we have a situation with a cast member. <laughs> <laughs> the star, yeah. the star of the show. Somebody who sparkles. <laughs> he is the star. I mean, he's the star of a Batman. He is the Batman. Yeah. He is the Batman. Um, yeah. Uh, so obviously you can only shoot a limited amount of stuff without him. So mm. I believe he's quarantining and they're shooting um, some things where uh, they use a stunt double. So um, that's from what I'm, I'm reading right now. I'm sure it's um, probably most of the movie anyways. Which, <laughs> yeah. You think he's doing all his own stunts? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some very athletic dude in a suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good job, Bobby. <laughs> that's 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 your home run as an actor, right? You get some yeah. iconic role where it's just never you, but it's somebody that looks perfect as you on screen. Right. <laughs> he contracted two days after they resumed production, man. Jeez. Oh, man. that sucks. They get that ball Crazy. rolling, you know, after you know being shut down due to the pandemic, and then boom, shut down again. Um, but yeah, you gotta take this seriously, man, because. 
you know, there had been crew members that passed away, um, lesser, you know, not names that we know every day. Um, but, um, you know, luckily, um, Robert, the rock, you know, people like Kevin Hart, we mentioned last week, they're they're They have made a full recovery. Um, so there you go. So you're saying um, if you're talented enough, you survive COVID. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that seems, seems to be the pattern. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to say that's the case, but the Broadway actor uh, who sadly mm. passed away, yeah, certainly God. young and healthy, has egg, leg amputated. And then. So and it's so weird that it affects people yeah. differently. Some Different. people, like, it's a mild cold. Some people, you're dead in seven days. It's so right. weird. It's so weird, man. Um, but, anyways. Um, we're so weird, yeah. It is weird. Like I'll, I'm sure, like I'm sure for the Rock, he probably had like a positive effect. Like his penis probably grew three inches or something, knowing the right. Rock's luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, he can't do anything and, like, wrong. Seriously. Yeah. So as you know, uh, movie theaters are starting to open in the DMV, and uh, yeah, that open. blew my mind too. Yeah, and uh, Tenet is the number one movie in America. Um, no surprise there. The New Mutants is the runner-up, followed by Unhinged. Then Bill Ted Face the Music in fourth place, and then the SpongeBob movie in fifth place. Um, I'm going to check out Tenet tomorrow. I look forward to having my first Maryland theater experience tomorrow evening. Uh, I'm going to check out Tenet um, finally. Um, I know they're slowly starting to open more and more theaters. I, I know that when Governor Hogan announced uh, theaters would be open, only a select few were open. So now there's going to be a little bit more theaters in here in the DMV. Um, and of course, other other cities like New York City, Los Angeles, they still have yet to have theaters reopen. So, um, yeah, I saw the new Bill and Ted. Yes, yes. So did I. I. Did you see it? I loved I, it. I, I haven't seen it yet. What was your verdict? I mean, I I thought it was good seeing them back together again. It was definitely yeah. my least favorite out of, out of the three, which I figured it would Same. be. Um, I'm not sure where um, Kevin Smith was crying. Like he said in that. Um, remember he, he had this big panel. Peak. Yeah, he had a panel. Yeah, where um, the end. Right. Um. Um. Again, again. I don't know. I don't, it must. Uh, yeah, the teary moment was there a teary moment in the movie? I mean. I didn't. Think I mean, I see cried when they um, showed um, George Carlin. There you go. Brief, um, maybe maybe that. That's but a little spoiler it, alert, but uh, I watched well, it. I I got it the day it came out. Like I was like, okay, Morgan, you're a fan. Wow. Ninety nine on yeah. Prime, and I just <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I like the old movies. Like They're I like them. They're phenomenal. But They're I just, excellent. <laughs> I felt like it was. I don't know. It was trying real hard on this one. You know what? It paid homage mm. to the original films. But it yeah, exactly. You know, That's what um, it was. It's all about passing the torch, and they did that with yes. Ted, passing the torch to their two daughters. And you know they had they had both. Whoa, you know, they got they got daughters. They have daughters. Yeah. At, at the yeah. end of the oh, second that. movie, they had two boys. Well, they do explain that. They, they okay. They, yeah, <laughs> in, in, in a way because it's Billy and 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 uh, Theodora, I believe. Theodora, yeah. 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 Oh, so Theodora, they're saying so. those babies were girls. So little Bill, little little, t- little Bill, and little Ted. I yeah, mean, exactly. Can't really assume that right. is some Well, I think dog. the um, <laughs> I think the original actors of the of the um kids, I think they were actually girls. Oh yeah, the, weren't they? Baby, the babies, babies that were yeah. Hey man, yeah. you can you can stand on that then. That's canon. If it's yeah, off canon, camera, right? <laughs> those are two little. That's canon. Right. It happened. And I think, like Chachi mentioned, I think it works a little better because 
you know, the protagonists are Bill and Ted and they're guys. And it was kind of good to have that right. switch, you know? Yeah, because they would have been like carbon copies of Bill and Ted and it would have been mm. probably annoying. But I, I mean, I don't think it was passing the torch, really. I think um, I think the main focus was still on Bill and Ted, which I was happy to see. I thought mm-hmm. it wasn't like, you yeah. know, Bill and Ted making cameos and it's all about their daughters. It was like their daughters were kind of those like backup characters. They were, su- they were supporting characters. Yeah. They were strong supporting yeah. characters. Right. But they brought the things that we loved about the Villain Ted movies, like, you know, the historical figures and, of course, uh, death and being in hell. So they kind of took mm-hmm. two of the aspects of the first oh, two films. I loved Death. I was hoping they'd bring him back. Oh, the yeah. Reaper. Yeah. yeah, he was good. Yeah. That, that, good. that was... game of that game of death sequence, that 15 minutes yeah. of the second movie, like that battleship. is fucking brilliant. <laughs> You'll be happy. We have to know that he'll be back. Yep. We'll be happy to know he'll be back. <laughs> but yeah, I was happy to see Keanu Reeves actually um, do this movie because I mean, yeah, he definitely didn't have to. I mean, he's like you know so beyond that at this point. But mm-hmm. for him to come back and do it, yeah, definitely um, have respect for him. Um, mm-hmm. Just you know, playing tribute to his roots. Um, yep. It was enjoyable. I, I mean, it's nothing you need to run out to the movies to see. But you know, I definitely would catch it. Like when you it's know on what. Netflix. You want to want to run out to see when it comes out is Dune. That trailer, oh, I the guy saw the trailer. Right. Holy smokes, it looks awesome. Now the the one that came out in the '80s was left much to be desired. It wasn't a great film. Yeah, I don't like it. Well, but technology wasn't there yet, right? Wasn't like, there, yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons why the Lord of the Rings was successful. They had to wait till you finally had the tech to do that stuff. Right. There's no right. way you could have done that ten years earlier. Absolutely. Dune's the same way. Like, there's too much weird stuff in Dune. Absolutely. And then, like, the breadth of the story. That's one of my top ten favorite novels. So I'll totally oh, fanboy cool. out when that comes. Oh, but, fun. Uh, What'd you think of the trailer? That's on my, that's on like my list to read, Martin. Oh, it's phenomenal. I'm trying to oh, read cool. that. You're actually going to read the book. It, like, it yeah. will make yes. you a better human. Frank Herbert has really? a PhD in psychology. I'm sorry, oh, PhD wow. in, in philosophy. And mm. then does extensive studies in anthropology. And, like, well, it's the work is a piece of fiction. Um, he writes Fire. it into human history in a fascinating way. Now, it's, it's really worth looking at. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, this trailer uh, looked awesome. Of course, yes, the effects were there. Timothy Chalamet's in the starring role. Mm. Yep. Uh, all look, star cast. All star cast. Yeah. Josh Brolin, Oscar Isaac, Rebecca Ferguson, who's smoking, by the way, Zendaya, Sharon Duncan, like um, her. Brewster, uh, Jason Momoa is in it, um, mm-hmm. Javier Bardem. As Gertie Halleck, the Blade Master. <laughs> Stellan Skarsgård and the one and only Dave Batista. Yep. All no, it's gonna be it's gonna wow. be good. It's fun it's fun, fun story. Do you know the original Alien movie was built off a failed Dune film? Really? I did not. Yeah. So no. our our concept of the exomorph, the elongated head. That was an early concept for one of the spacing guild, those aliens that are in the containers with ah. that fly through the whatever. And so the alien, the ship, all that design that they ended up mo- mo- using the movie Aliens, that was an early design for a, a Dune film that just was one of those tragic things that was played with disaster and couldn't work. And it died and they just took all the stuff and put it in a new sci-fi space movie. Wow. wow. Okay. Right? That's awesome. That's some good trivia to know. Little that Hollywood is good trivia. Yeah. Another big trailer dropped is uh, the next Bond film, uh, No Time to Die. I don't know if anyone got a chance to check that out. Um, this is the 25th Bond movie, guys. Uh, wow. It's coming out. We'll be um, now pushed to 20. Daniel Craig. I was about to say, is it going to be the last I one? I think it is the yep. last He's one to Daniel Craig. Up. Push to 2021, and you have Anna the Armas in it, who's 
my gosh, she's amazing in so many ways. If you see Knives Out, or mm-hmm. just great. <laughs> Check out perfect Bond girl choice, in my opinion. Um, check it out. Uh, another great trailer just dropped is uh, Robert De Niro's new film, The Comeback Trail. Um, this is a very different movie than uh, The Irishman, um, but um, it you know it's it's kind of a comedy-ish type of film, um, a showbiz comedy of sorts, where uh, Robert De Niro plays a producer who decides to make a western movie starring a washed-up actor played by Tom and Lee Jones. Um, and uh, be funny. Yeah, yeah. So uh, two great actors right there. Um, oh, this is a trailer that Flex, our resident rock star, is going to love, and I mean that with sarcasm. <laughs> it's called The Glorias. We all know how he feels about feminists, but um, it's all <laughs> about Gloria Steinem, based on her book My mm-hmm. Life on the Road. Um, also stars, uh, well, stars Julianne Moore as. Gloria Steinem and also the amazing Alicia Vikander is in it as well. Um, you know, nice period piece biopic in the 60s and 70s when we show uh, the women's movement during that time. Um, so that may be worth checking out. Um, somebody mentioned Robocop. Was that me? Um, Chachi, you sent this to me that right. Robocop prequel uh, series is on the way. Um, I'm curious why they want to go the prequel route because yeah, it's yeah. a free, it's a free whole Robocop. point that yeah, defeats but... the premise. <laughs> like he has to have the accident and become this interesting you know, thing after it. Otherwise, gotta, it's just a normal cop walking around the city. You gotta <laughs> it's, be really it's, careful it's, about that because it's based on the uh, main villain from the first one and how he became the villain. Right. Okay, okay. that's different. So if it's like a Joker film where we don't need the good guy, fine. Right. Yeah, that that, that yeah. makes me a little bit happier. But right? I'm not so, sure how many people are going to watch it because I'm not sure people were that into, you know, that into the first villain. That's a good point. But you're going to get original co-writer Ed Newmeyer, so that's good. I I like it when they keep the same writers. Yeah, me too. Because it all has the same mm-hmm. feel. Because you know, I thought Solo was my favorite of the newer Star Wars films because it had the same writers Empire Strikes Back. Because I had seen that familiar you know feel to it you know yeah, it felt like a like, star wars movie and right? yeah. have the same writers right. too right yeah exactly mm-hmm. that's why that felt familiar too i think writing is very and that's the thing about the new star star wars movies i mean you know that that's why they were so out of order very right you know the second film was so out of place you know because different writers exactly it was all the different writers it, so they thought so too i watched like a 20 minute interview with um i can't remember their name but it's the two ladies that work with uh the uh the director and they're they're his writing partners and they just went off they were furious about the the star wars movie in the middle um they said that like you know they couldn't figure out why this guy killed storylines and made their their world difficult etc yeah Yeah, ryan johnson yeah Yeah, ryan johnson so they retconned everything in the third film um that that was jj abrams that uh, tried to do some cleanup Mm -hmm. but obviously when you do cleanup it could get a little messy and that's what happened in the third film but it's funny because um, I saw a recent interview uh, with Josh Gad interviewing Daisy Ridley. It was actually a really good interview. Daisy actually alluded to when they, she first did Force Awakens, she was intended to be a Kenobi. Right. So she, she disclosed that in the, in, um, in the interview. Mm. Then by the second film, Ryan Johnson, as we mentioned, just threw everything out the window. <laughs> and then J.J. Abrams was like, I think we're going to make uh, Palpatine your grandfather, uh, but we'll get right back to you on that. And then they decide that's what the direction they're going to go. 
But um, it's a little good interview if you want to check it out. And another key part of the interview was all. <laughs> we can hear the same. Martin. Are you going to the bathroom? No. no. Put it on uh. mute. <laughs> can you do that? <laughs> well, you think I was going to pee on camera with you guys? It's fucking weird. <laughs> I mean, but we yeah. can hear everything. We'll so definitely hear, hear the water on the podcast. Um, and also another interesting question that Josh Gad did ask Daisy, Daisy was, in 10 years, if you're asked to reprise your role, would you um, reprise your role? And she says, well, I should say never say never, but The Last Skywalker was it for me as far oh, as Star Wars. That's wow. what she said. I would never say no to Star Wars. But you Same. know what? I would in never. Ten years. Let's see where uh, Daisy Ridley's career is in at 38 I mean, years. It's... You know? That's true. And you like, know? listen, I, I don't say that. I get that it's stressful, and I get that Star Wars is one of those things that people care about so much that you know the critics come out of the woodwork and the fans right. too. Yeah, and but I, I so I don't want to shortchange that it's it's a difficult role for anybody to take on, but. But oh, it's man. still like it's iconic. Like yeah, I just I would die to do I would, it. Same. Yeah, I would die to do any, it. Any <laughs> any small piece, like yep. that's like that's history. It's like you just I just just wouldn't yeah. say no to yeah. that. If, if I was offered the deal, like you we, you'll film the Star Wars, you'll we'll take the next year of your life and do it, and you'll be executed directly after. I would do <laughs> that film. <laughs> I would take that shit. That's the thing, like Harrison Ford said pretty much never uh, reprising on um, the Han Solo role. Uh-huh. And then back for a couple of movies. Or, uh, yeah. Uh, money does they, talk, guys. Yeah, yeah, they threw more money than God. Money and talks. Like 30 yeah. million. <laughs> and I'm glad he did accept yeah. that role. Oh, me Good too. Good for you, Damn. Harrison. Good for you, soldier. <laughs> <laughs> Some other films that we have coming up. Um, Kristen Bell, one of my favorites, will be doing a a comedy film called Queen Pins, inspired by a true story of the largest coupon counterfeit scam in U.S. history. Wow. <laughs> so she's a suburban housewife it's who's uh, tired of being overlooked by her husband in society. Yeah. She starts an illegal coupon club, and her creation ends up scamming <laughs> millions of dollars from big food companies. Wow. Well, do, uh, Wait, is this based on real? This, this is, is based, based on a true be. story. Yeah. <laughs> a coupon counterfeit scam. Uh, that, that actually how funny. that, how that works, I have no idea. But uh, this is people, a weird way to choose to break the law. <laughs> right? People, people scammed that, that uh, McDonald's uh, Monopoly game, and um, Oops, I watched a documentary yeah. on that. And that was like yeah, a huge the scam. McMillions, right? Yeah. yeah. How did they the, do that? The McDonald's CEO guy scammed the McDonald's Monopoly. Game. It wasn't the McDonald's CEO. It was um, an employee, like a security, a security employee yeah. who was um, yeah. in charge of security for the game pieces because they used a different like marketing company to run the promotion. Yeah. Right. So he was scamming the marketing company. That yeah, he I knew it was guys security. in the company. Yeah. Yeah. I knew something. But I don't was know how you scam coupons. Like I guess. If somebody's working at the store where you're scanning, I don't know. I, mean, I just don't know how it's worth it. Like the whole point of crime is to make a huge profit and get away with it. Right. Like how many three ninety nine things did you forge? <laughs> you yeah, thought they, that was they, worth it? They made that? a million? They stole a million, Al? Millions. 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 Wow. millions well, there's millions. those there's those shows like Extreme Couponing or whatever. And yeah. I'm, always, uh-huh. I'm always, I mean, I don't watch them, millions but I'm always of like, dollars. how do people get like it doesn't make sense to me like i don't know how you're like it's negative like you're you're handing over all these coupons and then you don't have to pay for anything i don't know 
It just it's odd. I'm not familiar with the story, so I'll have to look into that one. That, that, so that's that's at the theaters or like a you know what with Netflix the with, movie. With We're the all going to the theater, Chachi, to see that one. All right. <laughs> As you know, they'll announce movies, but then they later decide where it's going. But this one will be um will be distributed by STX Films. Direct to um, DVD. I don't know about that one. <laughs> get your get your coupon. <laughs> right. um, yeah, I'm gonna steal that DVD. STX Film is also <laughs> doing. Leg. A, <laughs> STX Film is also doing a war film, a historic war epic called Devotion, with Jonathan Majors from Lovecraft Country on HBO, mm-hmm. and Glenn Powell. Um, set in 1950, as the Cold War looms, they play elite U.S. Navy fighter pilots who form a firm friendship that is tested on the battlefield when one of them is shot down behind enemy, enemy lines. Spoiler. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just a lot, lot to reveal in the synopsis there. <laughs> I bet you that so this, takes us through the first hour of the movie. <laughs> yeah. This is another one. I mean, the plot kind of reveals a lot, but Anthony Hopkins and Johnny Flynn are going to be in One Life, a true story and drama and biopic about a man who rescued hundreds of children from the Nazi death camps during the Holocaust. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, another um, very touchy subject, as we've seen in Hunters on Amazon, which is a great show if you haven't seen it. Um, but, uh, you know, if, if, you know, Nazi hunters were out today and, and, and uh, killing um, not modern-day Nazis, you know, but uh, obviously mm-hmm. that's a different take. This is more of a historical take on it. Um, Let's see. I know you read a lot, Martin. Have you read M- Ernest Hemingway's Across the River and Into the Trees? I have not. Oh, wow. amount of, yeah, decent amount of Hemingway, but not that one. Okay, oh, well, cool, you're missing cool. out. <laughs> Liev Shriver is going to star in a big screen yeah. adaptation of that novel. <laughs> uh, yeah, written by Hemingway in 1950. Uh, he plays Colonel Richard Cantwell. Um, <laughs> A semi-autobiographical character partially based on Hemingway's friend, Colonel Charles T. Lanham. Yeah, that's that's typical Hemingway. Yeah. Military character, strong male-to-male, you know, brotherhood story. Very good, very good. I was in his um, condo in Cuba when I went there. Interesting. Really? I went went to his his condo. I went to, like, the bar where he hung out at. They have a statue at the bar. Yeah, he was a drinker. Yeah, he was he liked him a cocktail. Oh, he did. Yeah. yeah. Did, did he live in Cuba? He did. He did. He lived there. Well, um, yeah. He lived there until it became communist, and I think that he ended up leaving and then moving to um, Florida at that point. Yep. He's wow. got that house. I was at his house in Key West. Uh, yeah. In February. Oh, cool. Huh. And I just finished "The Sun Also Rises" by him. Ooh, so there you go. But that's the only Hemingway book I've read, and it was very dated and. <clears throat> I mean, it was good, but it's very dated. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot anyway. about proper behavior in there, correct? <laughs> yes. And speaking yeah. of how one should be. <laughs> speaking of dated, I'm not sure why they should redo Godfather Part Three, but they're going to do a director's cut edit, really? which will hit the theaters. Right. Um, which oh, will really? be yeah. So yeah. I thought it was Francis, super weird. Yeah, Francis Ford Coppola will include a new beginning and a new ending. Right. Some oh, wow. re- rearranged what? scenes. And right. other alterations. That's yeah. kind of cool, though. And, 
Yeah, and like, oh. not a bad idea. It's the only Godfather yes. that's not amazing. So if you're going right, to go exactly. work on it, like, go rework the shitty one. Fine. <laughs> but like, right. it, I did like, I heard this story and I, I, was like, I was like, I was like, how does this come up? Is it like him and his yeah. buddies sitting around like getting super high off pot one day and then some guy's like, you know what we should do? <laughs> yeah, I guess he wasn't really happy with the final cut, you know, of, 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 the, of, the, of the third film. I mean, well, he said, for this version in the finale, I created a new beginning and ending, rearranged some uh, scenes, shots, and music cues. With these changes in the restored footage and sound, to me, it is a more appropriate conclusion oh, to The cool. Godfather and Godfather Part Two. So there you go. See, see, I'd rather that have the director do that than have them do a remake or anything. You yeah. know? Right. I saw that um, Stallone's doing the same thing with um, <clears throat> Rocky IV, doing a director's cut. Oh, yes. And he's adding a bunch of footage and everything. No. And, um, yeah, it's no. be interesting to see. Yeah, it's dangerous to touch, like, an iconically, you know, universally loved uh, film. If, they, if yeah. they touch your Goonies, would you lose your shit? Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, <laughs> if they if they added scenes that they cut out, you know, I'd watch it. Because I mean, there were scenes that were filmed that they never shown. Like, there was right. scenes with, like, these um, gorillas that um, escaped. And the gorillas were doing crazy stuff around the town, which it sounded like it could have just been a train wreck, but... <laughs> like, like, like the gorillas like stole like Troy's car and was driving it around. Yeah, so it sounded kind of cheesy. And of course, you've seen the um, probably seen the octopus scene that was cut out. Um, and you can see on some of the DVDs that the, the, the um, deleted scene in the octopus. And that's why at the very end you have Data talking about the octopus when you never saw it in the right. movie. It's in the DVD extras, correct? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Another classic film is The Princess Bride. There were rumblings about a reboot. Yeah. But I they was... they were. Yeah, killed by the greatest that. tweet ever oh it was, it was definitely debunked oh no so killed. that day carrie ools or however you say his name he yeah he just tweeted out there's a shortage of perfect films in this world be a pity to ruin oh, this that's one. right yeah of he course. was totally Bang. Yeah. Yep. yeah yeah well he'll be joined by robin wright chris sarandon manny patinkin walsh sean carol kane and rob reiner um with a um virtual uh table read um, of the Princess Bride oh, script. That's fine. To that raise money, good. raise money for here. Here it is, the Democratic Party of Wisconsin. Of course. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Yep. They're raising money for the Democratic Party of Wisconsin. Uh, will be live streamed on September 13th. If you want to check that out. Um. Now, as you know, there's an investigation with Joss Whedon. Um. You might know him from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but as you know, he. Directed Justice League, as you know, he took over the reins from Zack Snyder, which is now why they're doing that director's cut. But Ray Fisher was public and talking about how gross, abusive and unprofessional Joss Whedon was. They're actually undergoing an investigation now. It was initially stated that um, Ray Fisher um, refused to speak to an investigator, but that's um, he is actually stating that he is not that is not the case ray fisher is definitely uh complying with the investigation um but yeah i'm really Question. curious that they they didn't mention what the um gross yeah, so behavior was that's what i was so are, are they yeah. saying like abuse of power like during filming of that film or in other areas of his life because these are very different things during uh during his the directing of ray fisher who plays cyborg Mm. Uh, in in Justice League, I believe I, 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 I was directed hear, on set. Yeah. yeah, I heard that was an issue, and I heard uh, Henry Cavill had some not choice things to say about him as well. Interesting. Um, well, yeah. Jason Momoa 
just said, I stand with Ray Fisher. Right. Um, he posted a, a photo of Fisher on his Instagram story with that caption and said, accountability is greater than entertainment. Well. So I'm very curious as to how this transpires, what happens. But um, yes, um, he is cooperating with the investigation. Um, he, Interesting. He won, supposedly, initially was not. Um, well, it's crazy that now, like, it sounds like even if you're like an asshole in Hollywood, that you can still get in trouble. Like, I'm yeah. sure there is yeah. a ton of asshole directors and producers and stuff all these years. And now it seems like if you are nowadays, then you can um, lose your job. Like, like yeah. that happen, that's happening with Ellen, right? Like, she's mm-hmm. still a lot of fallout from apparently being kind of nasty to people backstage. I think it was more her staff. her staff. And she was more her. She was more of an enabler. She let it go on, okay. Right. And see that that's so interesting, right? Because I could I have no problem with people being removed for like actual criminal activity or you know hurting people. It right. is fascinating to me that like societally we have now gotten a spot where like if just people don't like you enough, then your existence is over, right? Like right. if you upset the wrong person on the wrong day. Right. Um, yeah, I don't well, know. I don't think it was that with Ellen. I thought it was <clears throat> like key producers or whatever that multiple people complained about, right? Like, I have, I don't I, have no idea. Again, what I haven't I haven't dug too deeply into it, but just all these people coming forward being like Ellen turned a blind eye or whatever. That's it. Right? Turned a blind eye. And pretty I just, much. I feel. I mean, for so much as she talks about, you know, gay rights and women's rights and anti-bullying minorities and anti-bullying it's just like how if multiple people like y'all if say we all work together and every single person had a problem with al switch it up i'm just i'm just saying (laughs) we we know you're the nicest guy (laughs) you know what i mean like yeah i get it it just it's just kind of weird that did they did they say what she turned a blind eye to or Again, I, I like, haven't even read them all. I don't yeah, know. It just, yeah, it, there was a lot going on. Yeah. yeah. And I, it just seems like she felt bad, but it's just like she's the person that's always talking about dancing and she's donating all this money to underprivileged people and right. kids. And, yeah. and if you're and, the head honcho, right? If you're executive producer star of the show, that, you know, yeah. Yep, that will do it. I, w- I want to drop anyway. one more huge tv news bombshell oh yeah before we bring on our first special guest guys amc has announced that the upcoming season 11 of the walking dead will be the final episode final season rather with 24 episodes so it'll be a supersized final season that will go into 2021 and 2022 in addition they're going to do a spin-off um, built around the characters, the most popular characters of Daryl Dixon and Carol, um, the played by spinoff show. That's yeah, I think it's the fourth spinoff show. Yep, yeah. uh, Daryl Dixon <laughs> and Carol right. Pelletier. So yes, well of course we already have Fear the Walking Dead, Walking Dead World Beyond, the Rick Grimes movies, and now um, this spinoff, and then rumored uh, another anthology series. That's being developed as well. So we're going to get a lot of spinoffs of the main show. And I think this is, I'm okay with this, Chachi. I know both of us are big Walking Dead fans. 
The um, graphic novel comic book ended with issue 193. There is um, a, a, def, a d- definite end um, to the source material now. So feasibly, this next story arc with this group called the Commonwealth <clears throat> will be a way to bring this final season to an end, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, I still enjoy it when I watch it, but it's not a type of show where I'm like, oh, my God, it's Sunday. I can't wait to watch Walking Dead. Yeah. Kind of like, I'll watch it the next day or, or two days later. And I don't like, know. That finale, I know you're going to watch that as soon as it comes. Well, you're going to watch definitely. it on an AMC premiere. But it, like, you, 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 you used to be, though. You're right. Those first seasons. Oh, my God, like, yeah. You couldn't wait to get to that. Yeah. And then this, the episode would end and be, you'd be furious because they'd leave you with some cliffhanger. Oh, you're like, what until, am I going like, to do October, yeah. the next season? Yeah. I mean, I think they made enough mistakes in the past where I think it's best for them to kind of like start over fresh, do the spinoff and try to, because I think they really lack character development. And when you watch these other shows that are out now, because walking dead, like, I mean, when they first started, you know, you didn't have all the great shows that you have now, but now you have so many good shows on Netflix and where they really get into all the characters like, um, umbrella Academy and like the boys on um, Amazon and stuff. And walking dead has so many damn characters. You don't know who's who. And like somebody will die. And you're like, well, who's that guy anyways? Like, I don't remember that guy. (laughs) And like the characters that who they do build up. And then all of a sudden they kill them off. Like, like Jesus. And you're like, (laughs) but there's one character I actually cared about. And now, you know, I was furious about that. Oh yeah. He was a great character, but you know, he got a starring role on another show, prodigal son. So I guess you get like, I also like I care about continuity and story writing. So you, yeah, you're telling yeah. like the best fighter in the whole camp, the dude who by himself took on Rick and Daryl, like yeah. some guy just walked up and put a knife in his stomach. Like what the fuck? You got to like there should have been more thought to that. With deception because they thought it was a walker, and of yeah, course yeah. if you're a walker, you don't expect. He's a knives. fucking ninja, man. He's all capoeira. Like, you I'm would say, yeah, I I get it, but I his, guess his spidey ninja sense <laughs> would have gone off. My man would have caught that. They wanted to show how the whispers were a threat, but we're finally getting an end. They confirmed no more whispers after the finale. They're moving on to the next story arc. All about the community of the Commonwealth. As you know, it's a group of tens of thousands of people living pretty much a normal life um, in a confined community. And that's where we'll see the finale take place. Um, what do you think of the um, Carol and Daryl uh, spinoff, Chance? Do you think it's something you look forward to? Um, you're going to want to check out? There's still my two favorite characters, which I was telling you today that it's, it's amazing right. that these characters who were like from so early on are the only ones I really care about. Like, I don't care about a lot of the new characters when they end up dying. I'm like, oh, well, she was kind of annoying anyways, or he was kind you of like annoying Ezekiel anyways. Too, I agree. What? Ezekiel. Ezekiel. He's one of the few ones that I like that are still around. I'm glad he survived um, getting his head on the post. Yeah, as you know, the, I don't know if you knew Chachi, but that was the comic book uh, storyline right, exactly. which Ezekiel's head was supposed to be one of those people on the you know the pikes that Alpha beheaded and killed. There's been a few like I, I, I do enjoy um, Negan um, still. He's an interesting character, but I mean there's not too many other ones, and there's so many characters. They the early seasons were better off because you get a small group, so you really get to learn who everybody was and care about them. And now you're in these big communities, and there's there's so many like no-name people and background characters mm-hmm. that you just don't care about them. Yeah. Well, October 4th, that's the big uh, big date that, that gets released, uh, The Walking Dead Season 10 finale, followed by the premiere of Walking Dead World Beyond. And so then the no, follow- There's no um, word yet on Season um, 11? I'm well, they haven't, start, they haven't started production yet. So they haven't started um, yet, okay. So um, I, I believe they're, they're hopefully going to start production before the end of the year. And then we're going to get our first episodes in October. 
of 2021, I believe. Oh, so wow. So we're not getting nothing. Yeah. Until then, wow. Okay. Wow. They're gonna split it between October. Yeah, October 20. Um, yeah, October, and then go into like then like normal. They they start okay. first half in the fall, and then the second half in the spring. They're gonna start it like year. in the spring. Spring of 2022. Yeah, it would be the second half of season 11. So. Curious to see what happens, guys. I'm really, really curious. We could definitely go to um, Eurocon for that one next year. Absolutely, I'm yeah. Sure they'll have like the sneak preview of the um, first episode. That is interesting that you mentioned the New York Comic Con, Chachi. As you know, they're <laughs> they're doing all virtual panels uh, for the New York Comic Con. Wow. Um, the That's Walking sad. Dead. Yeah, Walking that Dead is will sad. have. Yeah, it is. It is. Walking Dead will have a panel. Um, other shows that you might be happy to know will be having panels includes Archer, Doctor Who, Hellstrom, The Sandman, which is a, um, an audio show based on the popular DC comic book, uh, Stargirl, uh, and What We Do in the Shadows. Um, Good. Well, it was a great year to, to um, skip it then from that lineup. <laughs> so I'm happy about it. Well, you, they probably intended to do a lot more, Chacha. I'm sure. I know. Event. I know. They're doing the exact same thing that San Diego Comic-Con has done. Baltimore Comic-Con has not yet announced their status yet. I'm surprised, but hopefully we'll be getting word on whether that one will be canceled or not. 100% so. they're going to cancel it. But yeah. like, they'd be the only one in the whole country. They, they, it'd be nice if they let us know, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, they'd be nice if they let us know. Uh, we got a couple more things before Scott Ham joins us. Um, on Netflix, a uh, new uh, film called Rebecca. Um, I know that um, Sabrina is a huge fan of Army Hammer. He's uh, in this film. Uh, I enjoy along- him as well. Oh, you, you do as well? Oh, boy. <laughs> he is that real playing- name, Army Hammer? Army Hammer. Yeah. Because um, there's uh, no way you could be like a, a dork or whatever, that kind of name. Like You had to be like... <laughs> I like think his of- family is from the Arm and Hammer, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Really? Oh, Army Hammer, Arm and Hammer. I, I really yeah, think I, I yeah. think there's some there's something there. I'm gonna I don't Google know. that right now. I could be wrong. And he starts but... Rebecca. Yep, it's called Rebecca. It's a modern take on the gothic thriller novel of the same name. Yeah, the novel. Okay, I was about to say. I'm pretty sure. I'm sure book. you're gonna probably read it, but it's gonna be on Netflix. Okay. And um, Lily James. Um, I mean, she was great in. Um, that um beatles um movie what was it called oh um, i went to yesterday. the premiere and i can't even remember yesterday thank you yesterday. yeah that was oh, really a great good. movie i thought yeah i like that a lot no he's nothing nothing to do with arm and hammer okay, oh, Bacon okay. Soda, nothing to do with that <laughs> someone <laughs> like, made that up then. someone lied to you called <laughs> out for lies lies someone made that up <laughs> no, no but he's like like the name you give your kid, I think, is what they become. Like that kind of name is like a big, strong name. Like he was, you know, of course yeah. he's gonna like bang oh, a ton dude. of women. I 100 <laughs> think people grow into their names. Oh yeah. Like he's like, married. He's look been at Lion, right? How many people are named Lion? He turned into this, you know, oh, big, right. aggressive looking. Oh dude. yeah. One of the knights at <laughs> medieval times was called. His parents named him Aslan. And then he, like, he was six, oh six, God. 300 pounds of muscle. He swung the mace around like a paperweight, big, like, brown curly hair. Like, he looked like a fucking Aslan. Of course. Like a lion. Yeah, and, like, well, you know, I have a I buddy think... who had his kid, like, um, in it, you know, as a, in school when he was growing up. And the kid's name was Phil, last name McCracken. <laughs> his name was Phil McCracken. Of course, <laughs> he, of course, he was nerdy. He got picked on all the time. Like, 
mean, when you're a parent, you need to think a name through. Yeah. And like, okay, Phil. Were you, pick, were you picked on for McFly? Like, no. No. Like, okay. like Phil. Phil I McCracken. Thought, like, I thought you were cool. more like Marty and less like George, right? Yeah, Marty. Right, exactly. Like I'm the cool, um, the cool Marty. Yeah. You're the cool Marty. Okay. That's why I thought this out. I'm already gonna name my kid exactly. badass motherfucker and just head this off at the right, pass. You got to, right. <laughs> Them grow into it, right? Bam. Oh man. <laughs> As you know, uh, Zack Snyder is doing uh, Army of the Dead on Netflix, um, an action horror film. Just announced they're actually going to be doing a prequel film and also an anime series called Army of the Dead Lost Vegas. Mm. Both, uh, both projects will be on Netflix, so something to look forward to on Netflix. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the Army of the Dead film, which stars yeah, uh, Dave Bautista. Um, but that's going to be really cool. And, of course, um, yeah, Zack Snyder is all about streaming platforms. As you know, he's got the Snyder Cut of Justice League on HBO Max next year as well. I really hope that's good. I really, really do. You and me both, yeah. dude. Dude, fingers crossed. I mean, because I mean, that's a talented cast. They're, those are those are decent stories, right? There's nothing wrong with DC Comics. Like, I just I don't know why they can't manage to piece it together the way that Marvel does. Yep. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see how that one uh, turns out. Fingers crossed on that. Oh, David Fincher, uh, his next film since Gone Girl, which I loved. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Gone Girl. It's very good. It's called good. Mank. It's called Mank, and it's going to coincide with the 79th anniversary of Citizen Kane's uh, wide theatrical opening. Um, now, I guess... is, that, is that title what I think it is? I mean, are there <laughs> Mank? <laughs> Mank? <laughs> what? Well, Mank? Is uh, about Herman Mankiewicz. Okay, so no, it's not what I'm thinking. All right. So no. Who plays? Gar- who's played by Gary Oldman? Who races to finish the Citizens Kane screenplay for Orson Welles? So it's a, uh, I guess, a biopic of sorts of the of the Citizens Kane screenplay. So. And see, that's another example, like where you pick a name for something and it's going to screw up the film because. I think that's going to be a disservice to that um, film called Mank. Like, no one's going to know what the hell that is. Short for Mankiewicz, yeah. Well, yeah, but who's going to know that? You know, like, I've seen uh-huh. great films that they just call, like, real shitty names, and you're like, what the hell is that <laughs> name for? And, like, you really have to, like, uh, yeah. turn around a buzz about it before you go to see it. Case in point, Midnight wait, yeah, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Like, why do I have a full sentence? It has nothing to do with the movie. I don't – bad title. Yeah. Two just, of like, my favorite actresses are in it, guys. Lily Collins and Amanda Seyfried. So um, that's two reasons right there. I will definitely that's be tuning in. That's why right. you'll be seeing it. That right. is why. <laughs> and also Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails will be scoring the film. Oh, that's cool. Interesting. So, so you know, that's going to be cool. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Um, wow. The Mandalorian guys comes out in October. We announced this here on BTV. This is an interesting, not really news, but nice little tidbit um, from... The man behind Mandalorian, John Favreau, he says that he wants the series to evolve in the way Game of Thrones did. Ooh. Say that. <laughs> well, with episodes okay. focusing episodes focusing on an increasing number of storylines as more and more characters appear. Oh, that's great! While the show's universe continues to grow. So, just don't... Well, as long as there's still Baby Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and don't have the final season suck. 
Right. Uh, well, you know, that is a debatable one, but yes, the majority. That's not debatable. There's no debate to that. The, the, the majority of people did, <laughs> yes. uh, did not enjoy the final season of Game of Thrones, that's for sure. When's oh, the final uh, book coming out? Like, is that oh, even when is that guy? Uh, I swear to God, man, he's a decade behind schedule. I know. It's ridiculous. I mean, he's going to die before he finishes the yeah, series. He's That's what everyone chicken. keeps saying. Yeah, Robert Jordan did that shit, and I swear to God, I'll never forgive him. <laughs> what was that for? Uh, the Wheel of Time. So okay. get the same thing, big and even bigger than Game of Thrones. The Wheel of Time books, each book is about a thousand pages, right? Oh, and and he writes he writes uh, a book books one is great, two and three are pretty good, but whatever. Books four through seven are some of the best I've ever read. Just phenomenal. Wow. Something went wrong with book eight, right? Wasn't very good. And then nine and ten are terrible. And all the fans are trying to figure out what's going on. It turns out this guy's dying of cancer, and he's trying to, like, write his way through whatever. I'll do so it really quick. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, okay. he, so he stops at book 10 of 10 1,000-page books in a row and oh, goes God. back oh. and writes a prequel, writes book <clears throat> zero, and then dies without finishing the story. And oh. I've never had less empathy for a human being who kicks <laughs> the bucket. Like, how dare you? How dare you, sir? Uh. <laughs> We're waiting uh, on Scott Ham from Cobra Kai. will be joining us momentarily. Um, really quick, though, if you're a fan of Jack Reacher, uh, the movies, well, they're going to do a TV series on Amazon starring Titan star Ooh. Alan Richson. Um, he's considerably larger than Tom Cruise. Uh, he's six foot four, whereas Tom Cruise is five seven, um, which um, I believe the, the creator of Jack Reacher thought that a larger specimen should be playing the character of jack reacher um Burn. which is closer to the <laughs> closer to the books i guess i mean you know i don't know they had a tall wolverine and wolverine was only supposed to be five five or whatever yeah. you know right no, yeah no he's like jack two. okay okay right that's why they call him the runt with the attitude he's he's right. itty but he got six foot tall to jackman the flame so you know yeah. that yeah, I got I guess... five inches on Wolvie. That's how tall Wolverine is. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. So, you know, I guess they want to go. But, you know, I guess Tom Cruise is too good to do television. But, which, you know what? Tom Cruise hasn't done television. He's just yeah. been strictly no. a star. Yeah. Even though so many A-listers are doing TV as it is the golden age of TV right now. Um, Has he never did TV at all? Not even like a I don't maybe, single maybe. episode? I'm wondering, like in his youth, like like Leo DiCaprio, you know, yeah. he had such a long career, man. He was he was already starting mm. in films at like 15, man. He had that football movie with the coach. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to look that up on IMDb if he has a TV credit. I'm curious about that. Uh, they're also developing Silk, a Marvel Comics character named Silk. This is an Asian American Spider-Man, a Spider Woman, a female uh, character from the Spider Verse. Um, will be under Sony's ownership, and because of Sony's ownership of this project, it will be on Amazon. Um, as you know, I thought Disney Plus was um, going to get all the new Marvel, um, you know, franchises, but looks mm -hmm. like they're going to get one on Amazon with with Silk. Um, as you know, some of the um, some of the properties are still owned by Sony. Anything in the Spider Verse, um, but Silk, whose real name is Cindy Moon. Um, is a Korean-American character and a classmate of Peter Parker. So she was bitten by the same radioactive spy spider that gave him his powers. What, this thing's just walking around now? 
Oh, these spiders are just walking around. Yeah, is that why they like, <laughs> this thing's still just roaming the planet, turning yeah, random multiple people into superheroes? Bites. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> at least, but these spiders are they're equal opportunity. Like they they only bite different um, races and genders. They don't yeah. just go and bite all these white people. Yeah, these spiders are very right. like yeah, um, Miles, Miles Morales. Very, very yeah, and they well, seem they, to go they go decades in between bites. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's like a cicada that has a 10-year cycle. You know? nice. Maybe that's what nice. it is. <laughs> yeah, Tom Cruise, like I see on at least Wikipedia, there's no, there's no TV credits. Like, um, yeah, he is one of the few actors that's never done a TV show. I mean, he was in Top Gear playing himself as a guest, but like there's like no. Yeah, it's an acting. interview probably, right? Right. Yeah. That's, that's well, Leo DiCaprio had growing pains, so that's something. Yeah, that's... He, yeah, he had those mm-hmm. drinking episodes on growing pains. Which he'll never admit that he was on there. Nah, he probably will not do the reunion uh, oh. show if they ever have one. That's baby faced orphan. Poor Johnny yeah. Alonso. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was in the Growing Pains reunion. That's right, he was in that. Yeah. He was, young, he was the, the baby one, her boyfriend. All growing yes, up. The, the young Ashley, Ashley Johnson, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kudos for Alonzo for, uh, for booking that role. That's a really cool role. Over on FX, uh, Fargo's anticipated fourth season. Uh, as you know, it was shut down due to COVID. But they were able to finish the last two episodes. They shot the last two episodes just continuously just um, this month, actually. Wrapped on September 8th with strict guidelines. And this is the season that stars Chris Rock, which is a refreshing mm. role for Chris Rock doing a drama. I, I don't believe I've ever yeah. seen Chris Rock tackle anything other than comedy so i'm really even though i haven't really gotten into the uh, fargo series um but i'm curious to see how that that turns out um atlanta was, was he in was he in um was he in new jack city new jack city no i don't think he was wasn't in that no all right well, he was in cb4 he... no, no he was in new jack city he was um, oh he was he was pookie Oh, okay. That was more like a um, dramatic role. So he did a dramatic role before. Yeah. Well, it'll be good to see him do that again. So I'm a little curious to see how he does. And he was in CB4, kind of like a a comedy <laughs> version of that, which was hilarious. Yeah, that was that was a funny, funny, funny <laughs> film. <laughs> um, but that wasn't afraid to, uh, you know, um, go uh, politically incorrect. Let's just say. Yes. Um, but, but as most films during that era. Um, Atlanta um, on FX uh, scheduled to return to production in the first half of 2021. Um, that was another popular show on FX. On NBC Peacock, they've picked up two seasons of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, the Bel Air drama series, Chachi, um, this is, uh, based on Cooper Morgan's viral video that reimagined Fresh Prince of Bel Air as a drama. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I was curious, uh, you know. Well, I personally love it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, of course not. Of course I want to like that. No, uh, I don't know. What can they do? I mean, so he's not going to be, he's not going to be like the Fresh Prince, right? He's not going to be. Yeah. What's the whole premise? Well, yeah, like, and how, how is it dramatic instead of a comedy? The, the, the whole so, okay. is a comedy. So Bel Air is a serialized one hour dramatic reimagining which will be Will's complicated journey from the streets of West Philadelphia to the gated mansions of Bel Air. Oh, so you're still playing Will? 
Um, so, well, there'll be, the be, be another actor playing. Right, Will, yeah. Um, but it won't be and, Will Smith. And the, and the idea is that it's super hard to get rich real quick. Yeah, I guess it's kind of like a uh, rags to riches, I guess, maybe. Right, um, but riches to yeah. rags is difficult. But to escape uh, a place of violence and poverty, to live right. a very plush life, generally exactly. doesn't put someone through the emotional ringer. They're generally okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess if you want to talk about him at the school and if he doesn't know people, I don't know. I mean, I just, I'm, I guess I'm confused by the premise. Like, the, the, why the premise are they? Is gonna be, the premise is going to be, like, it's 2020. Like, um, we live in California. We've never seen a, a, a black person before. <laughs> like, like, we're going to give you a hard time about that. Oh, That's gonna be the premise it, every episode, you, I think. You think it'll be like a lot of thug talk or something yeah. like that? But, no, just like a lot of like racism well, and stuff, and like they're gonna attack a lot know, of social justice. Yeah, you know, people issues. in California mm-hmm. had never seen anybody except for white people before, so they're, they're, <laughs> it's gonna be a whole fish out of water type of thing. Uh, <laughs> fish I out think. of water. Yeah, they're gonna focus on that that aspect, which is a great focus on. Yeah, it was a great sitcom. Like I don't know why, yeah. like why even bother? I mean, if you're gonna do a sitcom, do a whole different like name different person like it doesn't have to be like will and like i mean yeah I, I don't know. it's not gonna be funny like i yeah. don't like it that was a funny show like it's supposed to be lighthearted. that's like that's like doing like a, a dramatic um, remake of the golden girls and you're just dealing with like yeah alzheimer's and people dying and stuff <laughs> like you know it's like who wants to see that like, like, no, like I Blanche, Blanche catches AIDS as a senior citizen. Stop. Like, like, it's like, like, who wants to see that, really? All right, so All we're right. going to add right. Scott right. because apparently he's having a problem with the link. Hopefully right. this okay. works. Is yeah. that Scott Ham? Yeah. There you are. Hey. Yeah. There we go. All right, guys. Right, yeah. to a show. Yeah, right, right, right. One of the stars of our favorite new show on Netflix. We say new show because it was once on YouTube. Now it's on Netflix. Um, but we watched it before all the you know cool kids did. You know, we watched it on YouTube. <laughs> but nonetheless, actor Scott Ham, good to have you on Below the Belt Show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I apologize for the, what, what do they call it, the technical difficulties. Oh, it happens. Yeah, it happens. But we're glad that uh, we were able to uh, figure out how to get you on our chat room. I'm glad, um, too. And for everybody out there, it was all on my end. These guys are pros. It was all <laughs> I was all If you guys are going to see me the five minutes, forget about it, man. It was crazy. Scott, I see that you've gotten surgery on your earlobes. You don't have the gauges anymore. Yes, they are gone. No now, ear gauge. If you could see, there's just regularly pierced ears now. Yeah. <laughs> so, I took a step Scott, back. you're you're a part of my favorite episode in the um in the series. Oh, that, it's my mom's too. But thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's your mom's favorite episode. Any episode <laughs> you're in is gonna be your mom's favorite episode. Right. <laughs> I mean, I know you're a little biased, but um, <laughs> but you worked with the late great Rob Garrison, who played Tommy. Yes. Um, you did call him a, uh, the ugliest Make-A-Wish kid you've ever seen. <laughs> but <laughs> hey, thanks, for, thanks for rubbing it in. <laughs> I know that was your character, Ear Gage, but uh, just I guess just kind of start from the beginning. Tell us uh, how you got involved with 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 uh, Cobra Kai and how you uh, end up getting the role as Ear Gage. God, absolutely. Um, was amazing is I already watched the first season and as a and loved it because I was a yeah. kid honk as a kid and I'm like this is oh, the yeah. greatest thing ever. I was right. all set 
to not like it. I'm like, what are they going to do with this? This is impossible. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they sucked me in like the first five or 10 minutes, the way they did all the stuff that they did with Johnny. And, and it was just perfect. I'm like, man, what a great show. And then, you know, on that downtime in between shows, I got a call from my agent and said, hey, yeah, we're sending you over an audition. And I got it. <laughs> I never do. And I emailed them back. I was just like, holy shit, it's for Cobra Kai. I go, oh, I got to get this. I got to get this. <laughs> now, and, did you know so, ahead of time or after? Uh, as far as... Did, did you know you were auditioning for Cobra Kai or did you only hear that it was for that after the audition? No, I did. You get the, like, you get, I'll get an email and it will say, it'll, hey, you have a, a message from your agent and then you kind of look it over and then it, it takes you a little while. You're like, okay, when do I have to be there? What time am I right? And then you kind of get the details on what it is and then you're just yeah. like, oh, all right, that's cool. This, uh, that's interesting. And then this one, I, right when I clicked on it, I saw, oh, Cobra Kai. This is great, man. I was like, what, what is this? I got to know what the role is. And then and then because it was like an ear-gauged kind of punky type of guy, I was right. like, I, I probably you're, don't have a shot at this one. Because you're, you're clean cut, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just I just have a lot of fun with it. And um, it was on tape because now that's the way of the world. Everything's exactly. on tape. Exactly. And um, I do have pierced ears, though, so I put in like black earrings and wore a wife beater and i got some tattoos and just didn't brush my hair and just tried to, oh, to cool. bag it up yeah and, um, <laughs> and then uh, as i'm sitting here in a wife beater with tattoos there he is you're a gentleman <laughs> and like nice and speak well i you're the opposite of what i had to be but yeah I, actually you're right kind of similar but you're much more clean cut i was all <laughs> right in mouth on that one um but then yeah you kind of just did my thing and then uh send it in and then you kind of have to at least i do now after they're in i just try and forget about them or i'm gonna lose my mind Mm -hmm. because you know waiting for that call of like did you get did you not get it because of course they tell you when you did get it but they never tell you you didn't get it you just live in that purgatory forever right but anyway, then when I got the call, I was super, super excited. And it, um, there was, but then I thought there was actually a, a chance that I might not be able to do it because I was in LA at the time and it was in, it shoots in Atlanta. Right. And then they said, oh, but you got to be there uh, day after tomorrow because uh, they have to fit you for the prosthetic ears and all that kind oh, of wow. stuff. And I was like, oh, wow. really? And, and uh, so move some things around. And I literally, barely got there oh uh, i'm so glad you did (laughs) i was was like and and when your agent comes at you first with the details and then they ask you like oh okay so here's here's what it pays here's your days here's what you got to do and you know do you want it or not because they have to and i'm like shit i'll I'll go hold i'll go hold the light i'll go serve the guy's food just because i want to just do anything on that show right and uh so yeah, I was all in, and that was it. I, yeah, I was super happy. And but what was funny is I, yeah, not everybody was totally as excited as I was because at the time it was only on YouTube Red, mm-hmm. and there were just rumblings of it now of it, and everyone was like, "Oh, that's a really good show." And I think Netflix has given it this whole new like, yeah, yeah. Whole went top ten in the country, man, and blew up. It is trending, man. Top ten. Yeah. Everybody's IMDb shot up to the sky. I noticed. I, I have you I, checked your IMDb rank? It's probably up to the sky now. <laughs> I should. Crazy. I can honestly say I'm not lying. I don't check it, but I mean, <laughs> good for you. 
You're a better man for not checking. Good for you. I'm not checking because I don't want to get depressed sometimes. No, 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 but you're you're so correct because, like, I've been... I've been singing the praises of Cobra Kai for the last two years, and I watched yes. it you know, from the first day it dropped, and I was looking forward to it from the trailer. I'm telling everybody, like, Karate Kid, I mean, this um, Cobra Kai is amazing. Uh, you have to watch it. If you right. like Karate Kid, you're going to love this because this is, like, an adult version, and they're, like, continuing the whole storyline and adding depth to the original movies. Yes. And, yes. like, and I, I've been telling everybody, they're like, oh, well, I don't have YouTube. I'm like, it's, it's free to sign up for a free month. Right. Like, this is right. worth it. Just do it. Yeah. And now – now I see on Facebook this past week, like people like I went to high school with, people I've been um, I've been posting a lot back in you know the past two years, and now they're all like, oh I just found this new show called Cobra Kai. I'm like, you son right. of a bitch! I've been telling you about this for the last two years. <laughs> how great you know, it was! Like yep. I am right there with you. I was the exact same way. And yeah, when I told people, yeah, it's on YouTube, right? It's free. You can go on and get. Yep. And they looked at me like I was from Mars. Though. Right. Like, exactly. Wait. You're on YouTube with doing what with karate? And yeah. like, they didn't even know they had scripted shows. They thought right. they were doing some weird thing. I'm like, web, series, yeah. it's it's web series, yeah. Web series, yeah. And then YouTube changed the name <laughs> of their platform, and that confused more people from Red to right. YouTube Premium. Like, they just kind of dropped the ball and all that. Right. But, I mean, like, the creators of this series, I mean, they had – they had no right to make it this good. Like, they could have just threw out some corny um, Karate Kid parody really? and like the scream and sweep the leg the whole entire like season, and people still would have watched it, you know. But they went through and they just like picked a little details from the first um, three movies and just included it in the series and just like, mm-hmm. I mean, and you always wonder like, well, why was Johnny such an asshole, you know? And now you find out why, and you find mm-hmm. out about yeah. his stepdad and stuff he dealt with, and it's I mean, just a genius, um, like probably the best continuation of a series that I said. Um, to date i think i mean it's i'm with you and i'm not saying it like i said i was in before there was ever anything and i'm totally with you and i was lucky enough to get to spend my couple days with the creators because they're super involved they direct most of the episodes i think it's awesome write them and just hanging out around with them during my time they like get it they're all about the genre because they did hot tub time machine too which yeah which was great too so the fans of the 80s there you go just big fans of the 80s i get (laughs) it now well yeah they're fans of fans of karate kid too like they knew knew everything inside and out and they were like still excited to talk about it they're like oh Mm -hmm. my god i remember seeing this and that and and they're like yeah don't you remember when and it was just I'm like, Harold and Kumar too. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. why I think it's successful because but I mean, I, their hearts in it. I think their heart is really in it. They and such it. such small little details. Like there were, um, like I watched the Karate Kid before I watched <laughs> season two again, and I noticed like the one where Daniel gets a black eye. He's wearing sunglasses. Mom's telling him to take off his sunglasses. It shows Baby Browns or whatever. And yeah. I, I see a, I see like a carton of the old uh, Minute Maid orange juice on the table, and I saw the old logo. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I remember that logo. And then like I watched season two, and like there was a scene where like. I, th- I believe it was like um, Daniel's mom was talking to um, Daniel's wife. It was telling how like Daniel likes the um, just like the cheap Minute Maid orange juice, not the fancy stuff mm-hmm. or whatever. <laughs> it's such a small little reference that nobody else would have got. You know, probably me. Right. Like, Except you, people. the king of the eighties. Right, stuff. me and three other yeah, people because I just watched <laughs> the first Karate Kid. But it's just a small level of detail that the creators just throw in Easter eggs and stuff after Easter uh-huh. eggs. But do it in a way that it is it's just great and like just including like these new kids but still having to focus on the originals and not being like yeah. oh you guys are old screw you guys we're gonna focus on the kids no it's like mm-hmm. a great balance which you know they're I probably keep about balance very smart too that they put stuff in there for us that like them and there's also that whole storyline with the kids right trying to get new fans and new people maybe that yeah people yes. like my nieces that like the show but they like those storylines and they yep and i love like Johnny on there yeah. Put that on the uh, interweb and like saying like he doesn't <laughs> social media. 
savvy and all, he's like hash brown instead of hashtag it's yeah. it's, it's, just, <laughs> it's just fun it's yeah, period fun, but period I, I, com <laughs> yes, exactly. So I agree so, with you on everything with that. I, I, I'm right there with you. And you now, were you shocked to see not, all oh, the original okay. actors come back, um, all the original Cobra Kai actors? Were you shocked to see that in, in your scenes? I, when I got the part and I got the script and it came with, sometimes they come with like NDAs or little things, you know, and I got one. Mm. I'm like, oh, what's going on with this script? Like, right. right. And so I looked at him and went, holy cow, it's all the I'm on the episode with uh, one of the two episodes where the Cobra Kai are all coming back, and then I'm like, oh, yeah. and I get to fight them, and I was That's like, this so is cool. the best like ever. Um, a little behind the scenes thing. I hope I'm not talking at school, but it was originally supposed <laughs> to be um, the uh, Chad McQueen character was the one that I was going to get it in into it. Oh, with. Okay. And then right. Johnny kind of jumps in there, and then for whatever reason, at the last minute, he's he didn't make it, and he's kind of missing. So. Like, change things around but i remember that too going wow hold on i get to fight dutch and dutch was like the biggest drown the whole cobra Kai. right right so um for whatever reason i don't know if it was scheduling or what happened but it was supposed to be dutch for a long time oh wow it ended up being uh johnny was there and everything but it was me and dutch that got into it and uh and there's a whole nother scene that i'm in that didn't make it and i think that might have been why because it was more like geared to dutch and me having a whole nother issue at the bar and then uh when they change it around to johnny i think they're like this isn't making as much sense with johnny as it would have with dutch and it got lost unfortunately because i like that scene a lot too i gotta ask about the bar scene with johnny um when he hits you with that glass yeah how did you how do you do that like just walk us through how that went uh production wise yeah that that's a great question because I that I took that glass and that that was me and so I want the credit for it. They, they never let yeah. like, they never let actors really take do that stuff. And the first time we were running through the um uh the rehearsal and the fight thing, my stunt guy was there and he was kind of doing it. And then you know you you have all that little downtime and then me and him started about talking about fighting and stuff like that and uh. He's like, oh, you have a little background. I said, yeah, I do. I do have a little background. And we were talking, and then Williams Advocate came over, and he's like, you do? And then turns out a place where I study some MMA out in Burbank, when he's in town, that's where he takes his kids. Oh, good. And I was like, wait, I've never even seen you. So we went to this whole thing, and then he's like, you're not like stuntman actor. You're actor stuntman. I'm like, I'm no stuntman at all. I'm just actor. He's like, oh. So we should do it with you first. And then uh, then so he went to the guys and was like, let's run through it with you. Then we'll run through. And then nobody wants to take any food out of any stuntman's mouth either. And that guy yep. was a thousand times better fighter than me, trust me. But <laughs> okay. it still worked really cool that I got to run through it and he ran through it. And then they kind of intercut us together. Oh, cool. But anyway, the long story short, they just didn't feel that the um, the mug was going to play with the other guy's face. He looked a lot like mm-hmm. me. You could, could instantly tell. Yeah. Okay. They even gave him the fake gate. And so... You, I could see him kind of talking, and then I go, they're going to ask me. They're going to ask me to do it. You're going to take the glass in the face. Yeah, and then the, <laughs> the, the, the stunt coordinator came over. He's like, what do you think of this thing right here? And I felt it, and it's kind of, you know, paper or fiberglass. You see. I'm like, I'm, I, you, you want me to hit? Well, we're thinking about it, but, you know, we're kind of a little scared of it, but it's the last shot of the night, and da 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 and, and I said, I'm so down for it. Let's do it, man. Hit me with that thing. And uh, yeah. so – Another little powwow that came back is, all right, let's do it. So I got to do it. And it is, it's like, it's a breakaway glass and we only had to do it twice. 
and uh it was it was pretty awesome hey it kind of it, and, and now that it's over it did hurt a little bit. yeah, <laughs> oh, wow. yeah. I, lo- I love how their concern is the film not at all your face like so right. last shot of the night so if we right. cut you up that's if fine we, we, yeah we cut <laughs> it's you all out, good but, that's, that's fine you got the shot that's already shot. so no they were actually fantastic <laughs> they were you know they were really fantastic about everything but i i knew it was coming when they were kind of talking about it and then it came over like what do you think what are your thoughts on this i'm surprised actually now looking back too that they let you me do it because i've been on other things where they don't even like me to move a chair or a table around and you feel right. like stupid you're like come on they're like yeah but if something happens you ruin it for everybody because right. all of a sudden you can't work because you yank your back out and then we're all sitting around here too and i'm like yeah. i get it i get it i get it but yeah that's why they uh, do it's it kept it hard man. for you knowing the glass is coming and you got to sit there and like right. just take it that was the hardest part because they're yeah. like you gotta try your best not to react to anticipate to it yeah no there's flinching there's the word she's got it. cobra kai she's doesn't flinch yeah, <laughs> exactly i can't flinch and uh i you know i've watched it quite a few times and i go i'm i'm anticipating it a little bit right i'm uh, really hard on myself but i think it came out pretty well i've gotten a lot of good it did from it, so it came out fantastic yeah. <clears throat> i'm gonna go back to rob garrison who played tommy yeah now it was a little bit of uh life imitating art right because his character of tommy had um an illness a, um, mm-hmm. a terminal illness right. and turns out that rob passed out passed away in real life i yes. uh, was wondering do you know if if he was legit terminally ill and he just kind of was accepting of that storyline for his character and uh, what did you think about of that i gotta say i did not know i did not yeah. know and he seemed in really good spirits. There was never anything where he needed time because he wasn't feeling good or anything like that. Really, really no idea. And uh, and he seemed to have a really good time while he was there. So yeah, I and and you know it's the first time I had ever met him. So uh, super nice guy, by the way. And yeah, I had no idea until I I think I found that on Twitter, probably like a lot of other people did. Well, all of a sudden I started yeah. getting all the, the alerts that hey, you know, you're tagged in this. This is R.I.P. to this guy. And I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. Wow. Hitting me. And you're right. Total life imitating art. And, uh, but really sad. And it was, um, it was, but I, he had to have been sick before. And I don't want to say that, but, uh, I don't really know, to be honest with you, but, uh, I'm assuming that he was, and he probably just wasn't, just didn't feel like he needed to tell people, especially someone that he's only, he, he met for a couple days. Right, now, right. Now, did they use so, makeup on him? Because he looked kind of sick in the um, scenes. They did. They were weird. Okay. They he, they patted him down with a, a lot of like white powder. They really tried to make him look pale. Hell like, yeah. Like, and he he, <laughs> he was laughing. He's all, oh, you guys look good. Look at me. I look like a white albino snake. Like my skin is coming <laughs> off. Uh, and but yeah, he was he was a great sport. And he and he would do that laugh to entertain us sometimes. The the, the Put him in the body bag, little laugh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, forever I, a meme. Forever yes. A yeah. meme. <laughs> it's, such, it's such a good callback to the original movie because yeah, at the very end of the episode, they actually put him in a body bag, and he's the one that screamed, I know. put him in the body bag. Oh, so so it's a very sad, right? So sad, but That's most memorable. Like deep you're, stuff right there, yeah. You're definitely yeah. one of the most memorable uh, episodes, and of course, characters uh, for for that one episode. Uh, um, showing but i was curious uh, have they mm-hmm. is this the end of ear gauge will ear gauge get his revenge <laughs> i know that's that has been the 
the the question, even for me too, because I would love to go back and reprise this character. And yeah. I, when I got it, that was kind of the thing too. It was like, hey, it's you know, it's not a huge part, but it's a possible recur, which some you know, a possible yes. recur could mean anything. And right. so I was like, oh yeah, absolutely. And then afterwards, like, oh yeah, that people, you know, you'd be sitting around like, you know, it'd be great as if like. You came around and then all of a sudden you were like crease or something and then you got your event. And so there's been like little talk and <laughs> we were talking about possibilities for season yes. three. But then I even remember at the time they were talking about season three possibly going <laughs> to like a an Okinawa Yeah, that's the storyline. That's and, the story yeah. for the season three. Right. So that doesn't make a lot of sense for me to all of a sudden be popping up out there. So I'm maybe possibly fingers crossed for season four. I'm not you know, the the mug didn't kill me, but I haven't heard anything as of yet. But uh, I do um, talk to some of the, the people still, and I'm friendly. Season three is completely wrapped, wrapped though, right? Yeah, yeah, season three is done. Season three, they're waiting on their big date to come out. So I, if I <laughs> if I confused uh, my seasons there, I didn't mean to. But uh, um, but I know I believe four is kind of Netflix was waiting to see what happened, and I. I'll bet you there's going to be a fourth season. Oh, they got absolutely. it already, right? Yeah, yeah, we love it, man. Awesome. There's too much we love demand. It. Of course they're going to I mean, get another season. It was number season. one for a couple of days, right? It was, yeah, it was, no, absolutely. Still trending, man. Well, you being a fan, you being a fan of the series, like, who do you want to see return in season three besides yourself? Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Um, oh, my God. That's such a good question. I mean, the one that you always – I would love to see Dutch and somehow get him back. Absolutely. Mr. Miyagi, obviously, isn't gonna, Elizabeth yeah. Shue would be amazing to have Elizabeth Shue bring her Yeah, I, I heard rumors yeah, that was going to happen, but we'll see. I think you're going to see her towards the end of season three. Do you think so? See, yeah. I, That's um, the whispers. <laughs> exactly. Well, they alluded to because of the Facebook page, you know? Yeah. When he added right. her on and Facebook, right. And she called. I would love to see um, um, Ian Griffith, what, from uh, the, the third one, the bad Crease's buddy from the third one. Uh, Terry uh, Silver? Uh, yes, 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 yes. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, those, some of those guys, some of like the bad guys from the other seasons that, or, I mean, the other films. Yeah, the second so, movie. It'd be so fun to me. Oh my God, yes. The, the Asian dude that catches the crane kick. The dude that's totally like pulled up. <laughs> yeah. And, like, yeah, I think he'll be in season three. Yeah. yeah. So awesome. those I would, I, I think Ali Sheedy would be fantastic. Yeah. And is that, that is the whispers, huh? See, you guys, right, you yeah. guys know the inside joke better than me, huh? And uh, <laughs> yes, I'd like to see some of the bad guys from those films come back because those are always the best. The villains are always the best. Bad guys the, guy, always... the guy from part um, three with the Mike with the Mike Barnes? Like, who was the guy that fought Daniel? Right, the bad boy of karate. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Awesome. <laughs> it's got a question for you. So, sure. like you heard us say, part of the thing that we loved about the show was all the throwbacks, right? That they did such a good job of like incorporating old footage and everything. Did they talk about that a lot on set? Was that like something that was out in the open that everyone knew that they were trying to go for those nostalgia points, or, or was that something that only showed up in editing later? Right. I think um, they do talk about some of like when we were there and they did, they were all on the motorcycles out in front of the uh, thing. You know, mm-hmm. of course, I was talked about that. Like, Look at this, man. They're all back on the cycles again. It was yeah. just, they were just on like Harleys instead now because they were old and they all came up right. know, down the road. And so they did talk. But they, some of the, uh, they, they like I think they like to keep it close to the vest, it seems like. And they want to like surprise viewers. They want to leave Easter eggs. If, they're really good on social media, too. They like engage big time with the fans and stuff. Yeah. And, they, and and when someone will find an Easter egg or something, they I think they like that little 
deal of like mm-hmm. putting in some Easter eggs. And um, but yeah, when I was there, the one I saw firsthand was definitely the uh, the uh, motorcycle thing. And they were they were they didn't they didn't want him to say put him in a body bag, but there was like thoughts of some kind of <laughs> at, having saying something from the side when we were all it in the fight. Yeah. But he also as a performer too, he really wanted to be involved in the fight a little, so he got a little more involved in it. Because he was supposed to be sick, so they were kind of like, hey, you're supposed right. to be sick. I don't know how much you can right, find. Yeah. But it was like, I got to get in and throw a punch or something. I don't just want to be yelling lines from the side. So um, I don't know if that answers your questions. I feel like they do yeah. I feel like they do a give and take with them. <clears throat> there was a couple things that they were more than willing to be like, oh, we got to do this for that. And then other things they like to try and uh, set out there for like the, the super fans to, yeah. to enjoy and find catch the orange juice. Right, right. Scott, we met at uh, the uh, Coffin 2 screening in yes. Los Angeles. Yes, uh, we did. Uh, Scare LA, uh, that horror convention, which was a lot of fun. Yes. Um, I see on IMDb you got uh, Coffin 3 in pre production. Uh, 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 what's the latest on Coffin 3? Because we're you know, yeah. us, all of us are friends with Johnny, uh, Johnny Alonzo yes. here in studio. So and yes, absolutely. Johnny's a good guy. He's a friend of mine too. And yeah, we did a um, like a sizzle, like a concept trailer for it. And I know that there's like uh, a couple people, a couple production companies, smaller production companies that are wanting to take this up, and they're kind of in that limbo right now of, of which way the story is going to go and how it's going to go. I, I think they were actually too. They're going to. They're looking at gearing this one more towards about Johnny and his cast, his character Trick, and his cast of uh, evil, his evil cast of uh, criminals, as opposed to just one mm-hmm. guy that these guys are looking for. Awesome. So, um, yeah, I'm rooting for it. Uh, everybody that's involved in it seems to be really cool, and uh, I would love to bring back my character and uh, what they had written so far that I saw when we shot the trailer. Um, I think at the very beginning of the year, right before. Uh, COVID, or I shouldn't say trailer, the sizzle or the concept trailer. Right, right. You, right. Uh, you know, they had done some interesting things with my character. He's fired from the FBI now, and I was kind of like had the lumberjack look going, so I thought that was going to be really fun. And uh, yeah, we'll see. It's kind of a wait and see. And then with this whole COVID thing, everything right. kind of went into like... Have you, know, have you been on set yet since the COVID uh, has happened? Yeah, I just did my first thing and there was one or two crossovers from that coffin series that were in it too. Um, uh, Kip, uh, Tribble. And yes. uh, I think you met him too. Kip's a great guy. Yes. And uh, um, it's a, they were doing a film called evil at the door and we just did it. It's, it's kind of like a kind of loosely like a purge type movie where cool. there's a group of people that every year they get assigned a crime to do. It's like almost like a, a foursome of golfers and that goes golfing once a year. But what they do is they get assigned to, to do home invasions like once a year. And it's kind of creepy and weird. And But it was my first day, <laughs> first time back on set since the COVID thing. So it was really exciting. Oh, it was great. Different, way different. Like the way they do things was. We'll, we'll have to have you back when that film drops, Scott. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Talk definitely. about it. But we, we wish you all the luck, man. At Cobra Kai, this is amazing for you guys. And of course, Coffin 3. Um, and I know you have your own production <laughs> company. So that's really cool. I'm reading. So a lot of stuff going on, right? Yeah, yeah. And if you don't mind, if I could mention one thing. Yes. Plug away, man. Plug away. Please. One big plug, because this is the first one coming out of my little production company. It's called 
the stay and it's it's called the stay and uh we finished it right before covid hit like literally like a week before oh good Good timing man got it on the can Yes, just uh, the trailer is, um, you know, you can go to my Instagram, uh, ScottHam8. There's also an official Instagram page for the stay. The trailer's officially up. The uh, artwork for it's up. Um, and uh, it's in distribution talks right now, so we're kind of getting to see where we land. We've had a lot of companies already reach out for us, so I'm super, super excited. So we'll have to come back awesome. and talk about it because it's, a, it's a, like an Airbnb-type thriller. Some people rent awesome. an Airbnb, and then uh, everything goes haywire from there. But I'm really excited about it. I've had some scary Airbnb, Airbnb experience. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, before we let you go, if you could let us know who you are. You can say your character from Cobra Kai. Yeah. Let us know you're on Below the Belt. And maybe throw out a Karate Kid or Cobra Kai catchphrase at the end. Hey, you got it, man. So this is Scott Ham, um, actor Scott Ham, and now recently a uh, new producer. And uh, uh, Scott Ham with Tony Nicole Productions. I'm here on the Below the Belt show. Uh, today we are discussing and representing the uh, new phenomenon, Cobra Kai, where I play Ear Gage in uh, Season 2, Episode 6, and I get to fight almost the entire Cobra Kai. So you guys, you got to come check that out. And like they say, strike hard, strike first, no mercy. Yeah! Nailed it! Awesome. Nailed it! Awesome. Scott, have a great That's night. A Thanks for right there. Thanks <laughs> for calling us BTV, my man. Hey, I hope to see you in season hey. four. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. You guys were fantastic. Thank you very awesome. much. Thanks, see ya. Thanks care, so much. All right. We got to take a classic cut break before we bring on our next special guest of the evening, guys. Chachi, do you have a classic cut? I do. I do. Where are my dogs at? It is time for King Chachi's Classic Cuts. Holla at your boy. Chachi's. It's Chachi's Classic Cut. Back once again. Chachi in charge. Um, you know, this week I'm going to do a personal cut. Um, kind of like a dedication cut. Um, I'm sure you guys remember the song um, Jeremy by Pearl Jam. Well, um, last mm-hmm. week I lost a childhood friend, a lifelong friend named Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Um, he battled um, brain cancer for um, about 18 months. was only supposed to survive three months, so he fought a very hard battle. And luckily I got to go out and see him um, in July, which was, um, which was pretty nice to be able to see him, or, or early August. Um, and actually, I was thinking about this song, and um, you know, I was thinking about him at the time. I went to a mall, you know, with his brother and some of his cousins, and I went to a store like one um, that sold like old kind of like toys and stuff, like like a comic book shop, vintage toy shop. And I heard this song playing, Jeremy. And I'm like, that's kind of a coincidence. We're here to see Jeremy, and the song's playing. I mean, obviously at the time he was in a hospital bed, he wasn't there at the mall with us. And then I left and went to another store. I went to like an Urban Outfitters store in that mall. Um, probably 20 minutes later, and that song comes on again in that store. Wow. It's really weird, because I mean, Very it's like a song from 1992. Right? Like, yeah. what are the odds of hearing I've... that song today at all, much less twice in the same mall in, in different stores? Yeah. So, um, you know, definitely a heartfelt um, tribute for my um, close friend, Jeremy. Um, this lyrics have nothing to do with him at all, but, I mean, just picking a song with his name in it. With his name a, in it. 
Yeah. Chachi, our condolences yeah, go out awesome. to Jeremy and his family. We did uh, mention it uh, last week. Oh, thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. And um, of course, yeah, we'll be back right after Classic Cut. Guys. Thank you. Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and below the belt show.com. This is Al's birthday show. And it's also yes. my birthday show. Al's birthday oh. show. Happy birthday. Okay. <laughs> Here celebrate we go. this weekend, but we're going to celebrate on the show this week. Oh, All right, guys. Nice. Let's, without further ado, guys, we have the consummate. Asian dad on film and television <laughs> on Below the Belt show, guys. Actor extraordinaire, Ty Ma. Ty, good to have you on Below the Belt show. Very nice to be here. You yes. guys are exuberant, man. I love We're it. Excited. I We're love excited. it. I'm excited. You. <laughs> You're getting me excited. <laughs> We're excited, Ty, because you are in yeah. Mulan, the live action Mulan movie, which is making Amazing. entertainment headlines all over the place. It's on Disney Plus for twenty nine ninety nine. You can enjoy it with your whole family. Um, a time, it's worth all, every penny. Worth every penny. Yeah, but I was curious. Did you have a preference it. for a theater run or Disney Plus for your film, Milan? Well, you know, I mean, obviously, of yeah. course. I mean, the it's theater. huge. This is, yeah, this is an epic film, right? I mean, it, it, mm-hmm. it's in the scope and it's at its best. Yes. You know, you and the landscape and all of those wonderful mass scenes. Wow. <laughs> yes, yeah. of course. However, the silver lining is this, right? In the theater, when you go with your families, you pretty much have to keep your mouth shut and watch <laughs> the movie. Right. right? <laughs> but at home, not only right. you don't have to keep your mouth shut, you get to see it again. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, you know, you can have a little teaching moment there, right? You know, you kind of go, okay, how do you guys feel about the film? Um, who, you know, which guy do you like best? Which character? You know, well, what is it saying to you? You know, how do you think you can participate by learning something from, from all the journeys that people have taken in this film? Right. So I think, I think, you know, you know, in this, this day and age, well, the remote learning and, and, and the parents got their hands full. 
No, mm-hmm. they have a tool. That was an incredibly deep answer. This is how this interview is going to go. Ask a very surface <laughs> question. Are you sure you're not, are you sure you're not Disney Plus executive? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, but that's how I feel, right? Because, yeah. you know, when I first heard the news, I said, oh, please. Yeah. Man, don't I want, let yeah. this happen like this. We and had Jimmy I, Wong on our show. He said the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy I mean, Wong, who plays Link. Hours. Yeah. So, yeah, it took me 24 hours. Then I say, wait a second, wait a second. I got there's something else to this, you know, mm-hmm. that we can take advantage of. I hope they put it in the schools. Yeah, yeah, you know, they should. If it's, gonna open, if it's gonna open, they should put it in the schools. Wow, interesting. Yeah, interesting. People, it's been a long year. This is people need entertainment. You know, they've been looking <laughs> yes. for this movie for like months now. Like they're ready to get back into it. You know, especially kids. I mean, kids have gotta be bored. And it's about ancient China. You're learning about history. Exactly. That's true. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, it's a part of the history lesson. I see it that way. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think, I think you know, that's that element as well. It's been, you know, 1,500 years. Right. <laughs> you know? Ty, let's talk about the, um, I guess, the costuming and, and how they made your hair. Uh, you had that nice little... Uh... My man bun? <laughs> yeah, the man yes. bun. Like my man bun? <laughs> Beautiful costuming. Yes. I mean, from the warriors to the to the women to to pretty much everybody. Um, but um, how, how did you like your daily process on set of putting the hair in the ha- hair bun and your costuming? Uh, really cool costume. Well, because it's it's not just a hair bun; it's actually a full length wig. Ah, yes. They oh. gotta comb it. They gotta you know maneuver it, knot it, and then put the headdress on. It's forty five minutes. Oh, that's a loud time in makeup, man. Wow. <laughs> that, that's not even that's the makeup. Yeah. Oh, the makeup's <laughs> Oh, that's just the hair. Makeup, I hope, because the, the, the film spans 10 years. Mm-hmm. So I have to have, you know, 10 years ago and 10 years now. So yes. they had to do all kinds of stuff to my face. You know how that goes, right? Jeez, You've by the time you get like, your yeah. face is all like, what yeah. are you doing to me? Wrinkle, you gotta pinch this and put the stuff on so it stays wrinkled. Right. Those are the days you go out after set, right? They make you look all amazing. Then you hit the town and start to get some dates. (laughs) You know what? Gotta make it work for you. I, if the wig wasn't fifteen grand, I would have walked out with it. Just yeah. right. <laughs> it, it I, I'm telling you, I had hair cascading down my shoulder. Uh, I was that's hot. A good, that's a good wig. <laughs> Ty, Ty, what was your experience with swords prior to this film? You know, I actually have been training in martial arts since I was ten. Oh, nice. So I'm familiar. You know. Uh, particularly with the Chinese sword. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I got I have to show you that I am not that kind of. I really couldn't handle the weight. You know, the thing is that mm-hmm. because as as um, as the warriors grow old, and that's what happens, they lose the strength of handling the weapon. Right, it's you know, so heavy. Like the mind says, yeah, you can do this, but the body can't. I'm telling you now. Right. Like, this whole this whole swing. Of that just one little loop and extend your arm fully out, man, I tell you, that sword starts to dip. 
Right. And, and that's no good. Right. Anything different like that is not a good sign. Wow. Can I ask you, were you a practitioner of mainly one form of martial arts, or did you dabble in several? I actually was, my training was really eclectic, because I'm a lot older than you all. Stop it. So, you stop it. Nah. No, when we first started, when we first started, you know, martial arts wasn't that popular, too. So the yeah. people who brought the martial arts back were people from the armed forces who were actually uh, stationed in Okinawa. Ah, wow. So the first exposures, you know, for us was, uh, you know, these guys, the Green Berets who were trained, you know, uh, stationed in Okinawa, they would come back with, um, you know, Japanese uh, uh, style, karate. Mm. That was our first exposure. And then when Bruce Lee came into the picture, now you have, a, have the Kung Fu exposure. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's the genesis. That's our journey as, as uh, studying martial arts in America. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. You know? So you can see the influences gradually change. And then, of course, today is all Wushu. Wushu is a whole, that's a whole other ball game. It's, right? a, it's almost like a beautiful dance. I know. It's everything is systematized. You can, yes. you can actually judge it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now you can just they'll point and you can score this thing. You know, it's like okay, it's like gymnastics now. Right. You know, like, okay, right. one, you know, and you know, and Jet Li was all around champ in Wushu. Oh man. Okay, this dude all around champ. Right. Okay, we're not talking about one thing. All around champ weapons. Wow. You know. Whoops. Did we lose him? What happened? I don't know. Did you oh, lose me? No, no, he's still there. We still got the. Where are you there? Where's everybody else? <laughs> <laughs> I We're didn't do here. It this, time. this was not on. Okay. Me. That was Disney. <laughs> was that Disney? That was Disney. <laughs> oh, don't you're back. You're back. back. Yeah, we're all good. <laughs> so, I thought it was Disney from above. <laughs> he has a line. <laughs> yeah, but but good good thing for me. I mean, I didn't have to do much of it. But the all the boys, I'm telling you, they went to. <laughs> I mean, boot camp. They did boot camp, okay? You're doing Jet yeah, Li, yeah. you know, Donnie yeah. Yen. I mean, come on now. You know, that's the best mm-hmm. of the best in this, too. You know, so. oh, Donnie's ridiculous, man. Shoot. Right. <laughs> it's like, Jeez. huh? I can't even see the guy. I was like, <laughs> okay. All right. You all got to down, man. Insane. Yeah. And kudos to, to the lead actress. Yes. Um, pronounce- She's great. If I'm pronouncing it, Lee, Lee Fei? I'm sorry. Lee Fei. Lee Fei. Yeah. Lee Fei. Uh, wow. Woo. Phenomenal, yes. phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. How That's did you right. like? Work, how did you like working with her as your on-screen daughter? You know, this young lady is special. There's no doubt. Um, she is so hardworking. She's yeah. very humble, and she's kind. This lady is kind. She got, she got like, she's like, you know, one of those that gets all the rescue, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and she's trained, okay? Don't even play. Yeah, she's she's a martial artist. Yeah. She's a martial artist, man. She can do it. She cool. can bring it. She's great. She's, she is the woman warrior, really. Yeah. I mean, heart of gold and, and um, you know, and something, obviously, you guys know that chemistry is not something you can like just create it's just gonna happen or not and Mm -hmm. we got lucky we we had chemistry so i'm i'm so happy that there was a shorthand between us 
we didn't have to talk about a lot of things. And the first time I met her was we had a rehearsal with the baby Mulan. Oh, <laughs> yes, with, with the eight-year-old, young right? girl. Yeah, I'm yeah. telling you, man. Oh, she. They were like, Yifei was so good with her, and just you know took her under her wings, and I just said, okay, that's what I'm talking about. This is what's going on, sisterhood, and that's what this film's about. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. You know what I yeah. love about this, uh, your film, uh, Ty, is that it's not a, an exact replica of the animated film. Mm-hmm. We're seeing an action film. We're seeing a drama film. Um, not much of the music that was in the animated film, not much of the comedy, but we're just seeing just just a cinematic masterpiece, I'd mm-hmm. say. and A, a much yeah. different take because, you know, I, I feel like Aladdin was an example of um, a film that was kind of close to the same beats as the mm. animated predecessor, yeah. but... Not the same way with Milan. I thought it was very unique in that aspect. Would you agree? I totally agree. But we do pay huge homage to the to the uh, animation. Huge. Yes. There are actually mm-hmm. scenes in the movie that's exactly carbon copy of, of the animation. If you yes. look, <laughs> yeah, catching all the fong teapots. Yeah. And, and we had we had Ming Nak. The voice of Mulan from the animation to be in the film. Come on. That's awesome. That's right. right. Yeah. That's she, an brings Mulan, she brings Yifei into the palace and says, Yeah. Emperor, here's Mulan. And she bows, and then there's Yifei mm-hmm. standing mm-hmm. behind her. Oh my God. My heart was going, Yay. You know? <laughs> That's pretty cool. So, yeah, very so you were cool. a big fan of the animated um, movie before you auditioned for this? Tell you, man, I was so jealous of these guys. Because I, I was shooting Rush Hour at the time when the film came out, when the oh, animation cool. came oh, out. Right, okay. right. And I tell you, man, I was calling everybody. I said, hey, man, why don't you save, save a spot for me? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I said, Ming Na, what's up? You know, I was like, Ming Na, Fida for Shen, George okay, Soon Tech right. Oh. I was mad at them. That's <laughs> my spot. Right? <laughs> it worked. Right. But full circle. I'm telling you, no, it's payback, yo. Payback, payback, pay 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 yeah. Man. I said, I'm in the live action. Ha, 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 ha. There you go. <laughs> That's actually a lot better, too. Yeah, That's awesome. That is, so yeah. that is so cool. So you filmed in New Zealand and in China, I'm reading yeah. here. Well, we didn't. We oh, didn't. you didn't. No, we didn't. Not the cast. Not, not because... Oh. Because I, you know, logistically, it's not that easy to shoot in China. Oh, and yeah. There are there are things about New Zealand that's untouched. Mm. You talk about South South Island is virgin land, man. Right. When you go there, boy, I tell you, you get goosebumps. Yeah, that's why all the Lord of the Rings fan, um, films. Yeah. Exactly. The landscape is magnificent. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And I believe probably in China, you know, because of the, the advancement in, in the economic development, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. they have missed some of that natural beauty mm-hmm. that still yeah. exists in New Zealand. Very few places in the world that looks like that now. Wow. Okay. Because of industrialization. Yes. You know, you know all that, all that wonderful things that, that mm-hmm. uh, put Earth at risk. <laughs> yeah. So, so in that sense, right? I mean, so New Zealand really was the ideal place to shoot it. 
you know. Wow. And I think, uh, you know, we didn't really do that, but we did grab a lot of scenes, scenery, okay, in China. In China, I see. You know, shooting plates and, and, and because you, you can't duplicate those things, right? Mm. So you got to really grab the, that stuff. And, and uh, that's about it, you know. But, but the actors, we were all in New Zealand. Ah. I have a question for you about one of the, uh, the differences. So <laughs> in the new film, she has this chi, right? She has this special power. And that right. was a, a, a deviation. Did they talk a lot about something like why they went that way or what they wanted to do with that? You know, because we went straight all the way back to the Ballad of Mulan. Okay, that, oh, wow. that was the original. Okay. It's, and it's, a, it's almost, it's a short poem, basically. Mm. It's six stanzas and that's it. Mm. Okay, so we really went back. There were so many reincarnations of that ballad. You, there is no way that you can do it correctly. Uh, right, right. <laughs> no such thing. Because there have been operas written about it. There have been plays <clears throat> written about it, musicals. Animation, mm. you name it, and films. I mean, throughout the centuries. If you're talking about 1,500 years ago, they were already doing plays about Bolan. Yeah. Okay, mm. ask stuff. They said, okay, well, well let's, let's tell it this way. You know, no, let's tell it the other way. Let's bring, let's give, him a, give her a boyfriend, you know, that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> but if you go back to the original ballad, that's not the case. The case is really about filial piety. It's about her devotion to family. The love story right. is really between father and daughter. Yeah. You know says, what I'm saying? It's really about, yeah, it's about... <laughs> well, no, but it's a really about letting your children grow mm-hmm. the way they, they should grow. Yeah. Place all this kind of expectations on them, you know. No, you got to be this way. Because society's going to do that for you, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Society will get in the way, Okay. Just let, you know, what you got to do is protect your child from all <laughs> yep. these societal influences, you know, yep. all bombarding your children about, okay, you should be this way, you should be that way. There's sex roles you uh-huh. must play. Being a girl, you got to wear pink. Being a boy, you got to wear blue. This father did not want to do that. This father sees that there's potential, there's natural talent, okay, there's God-given talent. Why not, why not nurture it? Why not develop it? Let it grow. I mean, until the society said, uh, no, at 14, she got to be married. Right. Then yeah. you kind of go, oh, I'm kind of in trouble with the wife now. Because, because back then, the virtue, the honor to the family is about finding a good husband. There you go. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's a strong message behind it, for sure. For sure. Um, Let's talk about um, director Nikki Caro. Uh, how was she as a director? You know, I tell you, man, this woman's a genius. Oh, nice. Okay? nice. That's the difference. There are good directors. I've worked with a lot of them. Trust me. I've been around. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen your IMDb. <laughs> yeah. You've been around. <laughs> yeah, solid resume. No lie. She's a genius. The way she look at things is not through her own eyes. She look at the world through your eyes. Her body of work tells you that. You yes. look at Will Ryder about the Maori girl. She looked at the world through that Maori girl's eyes. She didn't go, okay, I'm looking at you and this is what I see. No, no, no. I want to go and turn look at where you're looking at. 
Now, what I'm looking at. Right. That's the genius of Nikki Carroll. Yes. I you know what I'm saying? It. And she's great with kids. We do have a baby Mulan, you know. <laughs> I tell you, if we fail from the beginning frames, you know, with the little girl, we're done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't, exactly. So it's all these little things. And I tell you, she's like the ocean. Nikki Carroll's like the ocean. Okay. Mm-hmm. You don't know how deep it is. It, but if mm-hmm. it's calm peace, you can't move that. It's calm. And she calm. <laughs> it's good she to have said, a calm director because there's yeah. a lot of directors that are the opposite. <laughs> I have, Especially on a big budget production. You need right. that calming influence. Absolutely. You should really be like a professional like funeral speaker because you're great at building people up. I mean, yeah. my God. Like, you should just go for funeral, <laughs> funeral and just tell all the great stuff about that person and like you would have went over the whole entire crowd like you're like wow this is like the greatest person yeah it's a lot of lived. positive energy i want to go oh work out after we're done with the interview yeah <laughs> right like, but yeah, i'm telling you yeah, if i never work awesome. with another director again i'm happy i'm done stuff like that people wow. want to hear that that's great that's, that's exactly awesome. what they want. <laughs> you know that says a lot great. so great. what so what do you think of this new Oscars rule um, for the Academy that um, they want to have more inclusion and diversity and some of the uh, underrepresented groups like uh, Asian, African-American, huh? Hispanic, LGBT uh, are required to have um, yeah. required now to have required. a nominee uh, mm-hmm. in, in one of those categories. What are your thoughts on that? How, how do you think that will uh, affect uh Films with a like Milan, like a majority uh, Asian cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a newly minted member of the Academy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Congratulations. I, I'm excited because you know sometimes, right? You really have to to at least create the environment where that can happen. Because right. if not, then it won't happen. Because everybody go about their own business, okay? I don't know. I really don't know personally what the Academy members think about when they do their thing, right? I like to ask them. I say, yo, you know, how do you determine, right, what's a good performance since this is my, my, my group, my acting track people, right? right? Because I feel that, you know, BIPOC people have been overlooked in the acting categories in particular. Right. Okay, because you got, look, look at Parasite, right? Parasite, though, yeah. not six overlooked Oscars. at all. Six Oscars, okay? Yeah. Not one. Best picture. Not one acting mentioned. Right. Not one actor was nominated. Oh, interesting. Big goose egg, dude. <laughs> okay? And there are other films that I can name. I mean, let's look at The Last Emperor. Ten Oscars, baby. And Best Picture. Acting? Uh, no acting, yep. Goose egg again. Goose egg again. I'm just saying. Fair point. Fair that's point. A, that's a very, fair, very fair point. Best picture. What are we like? This is nas- not National Geographic. <laughs> there are people in these films. True. Right? Yeah. You know, so, and I, and I, I tell you, really, so in some ways, I think um, you need to kind of do that to kind of stir the pot a little bit, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? 
and yeah. until until stuff starts to brewing and and, and until the until the pot is normalized that it's a diverse pot because yeah. yeah if we don't see all that it's like you said it's best yeah. 10 best mo- 10 best nominations for film and sound editing and what have you but why not actor or actress yes. And yes. I, I think I agree. I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'd say the other thing about Nikki is that if you, you're doing a film about a young lady, okay, almost all the head of the department are women. Mm. Okay. Yep. Andy Walker, our DP. Amazing DP. Hidden wow. figures. Mulan. Come on. Come on, man. <laughs> our first right. AD. You know, Liz Tan. Well, first yeah. AD. Asian New Zealander. Nice. Wow. I, you know, a Bina, our costume designer, yep. woman. Okay. Uh, uh, Denise Kum, uh, uh, hair, hair and makeup. UK mm. Asian. There you go. It's wow. like Asians, man. I think our it's women. That's cool. <laughs> So the, the Asian um, New Zealander had a New Zealand accent, but but looked Asian. I think that's cool. <laughs> I know you shouldn't hear. I say I'm scratching my head and going like, <laughs> here, it's here. I say, huh? It's here. Okay. I think it's here. <laughs> that is awesome. So I love it. Do you think yeah. Milan will um, have any Oscar considerations? They better. Nice. Yeah, they should. Nice. I love it. I love it. I love it. They better. Nice. Nice. You know, a lot of effort put into this thing. A lot of I love thought. It. A lot of, I mean, and a lot of inclusion. Yes. We, you know, we, we practice what we preach, man. I love it. I love it. Ty, I want to go out, uh, talk a little bit about your other projects. I just watched The Farewell today. I oh. finally saw it, and uh, wow, what a phenomenal film! It just really tugged at my heartstrings. I, and uh, just the—I mean, if you guys don't know the plot of the farewell, it's just a nice family drama with some comedic elements, but uh, it's all about uh, hiding the truth about a grandmother's uh, bout with cancer. And uh, and I, th- I thought it was nice that it tied into a true story where the Nainai is still a uh, Nainai is still alive and well. That's still yes. the case. So yeah. uh, I, I, that, that, that really um, yeah, was, gave me a lot of really good feelings to, to know that she is still alive and well. Um, so that, that's a true uh, Chinese um, uh, custom, I guess, is that you kind of t- try to hide illness from, from people uh, sometimes? Well, it's not a custom because what happens is in China is that it's up to the families to tell mm. the patient, not the doctor. The doctor is not family. Ah, it's family wow. to what you know because they so know. So it's a law. Yes, because they know the patient. They know what if it's going to help her knowing or not knowing. Right. This particular case, and this is Lulu, the director, writer, producer's grandma. Right. Okay, so this is her grandma, and of course, you know she's American through and through. That's why she always questions it. It's like Aquafina. Basically, Aquafina is playing Lulu. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, it's going like, you sure this is the right thing? And you know what? <laughs> that was the question I asked, too, before I took on the project. Because Lulu came to me and said, I really want you to play my dad. I said, uh, 
Oh, oh, oh. your dad <laughs> will. Okay, okay. And that's it. But what about what kind of statement are we making? You know about you know are we supposed to lie to our people? You know、mm. what what I'm not sure. You see,、mm-hmm. so what Lulu said was this, which I thought it was great. She goes, no, I'm just telling the story because I'm not making any judgment on it. I'm not telling、right. you that that's what you should do. It's just、mm-hmm. that I just want to say that this is my story, and it it is her story. This happened, right? Okay, gonna, and, and it's just yeah about the the father thing, right? You play so many fathers. Is that something that you sort of personally gravitate towards? Is is that role that you like? You enjoy and you seek, or is this just something that the rest of the world just looks at you and is like, that is a very fatherly figure. <laughs> He's got all the good advice, right? No, I've been、yeah. seeing it tonight, right? It's very sage, very、yeah. well. Well, Morgan, thank you. I appreciate that comment. I like it. No, it wasn't. It's never any premeditation about it. However. This is what I think all the time because I feel that Asian American men have yet to been fairly represented on the screens. Absolutely. So I try yeah, to find every、enough. opportunity to represent us, and I'm not. I'm not saying that we all need to be like squeaky clean, and we you know we have flaws and we we have difficulties and all this. Stuff. I've done dad things. I've done tiger dads. I'm、mm. telling you. All I want to do is hold up a mirror to our dads and say, "Listen, this is you. Are you happy with you?" Right. And if the man in the mirror said, "No," you need to make some changes. If the man in the mirror said, "Yeah, okay, this is pretty good. You took care of you people. Fine." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to at least give an opportunity for you to look、That's、at、awesome. yourself. You know what I mean? What's Shakespeare、up? and Hamlet, right? To hold the、oh. mirror up to nature. That's spot、yeah. on. Well done. There you go. I mean, that that's kind of、oh, my、man. my motive, and and it just so happened they all turn out to be dads. They're、and、all a dads. Lot of, <laughs> a lot of dads have girls. That's kind of crazy. That's true. You know yeah. All the, all the boys are getting mad. He's like, "Hey, man, how about some sons, man?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, I'm working on it. I mean, you know, you all gotta, you know, get some stuff with. Involve some 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 guys. Right. <laughs> your interview on Variety, they they asked you who your favorite、uh, TV or film daughter was, and you said you couldn't you couldn't choose one, right? Is is that still the case, or is it now Milan? <laughs> oh, ow, man! Don't make him choose. No, you can't. You can't. You Look, can. you can't. He's <laughs> like a real dad. He can't pick your favorite、oh, daughter. Yeah, but they all but they all you but I tell you what. All my girls are all stars, man. They're all asking you. Or, okay, awesome. Yeah, they're independent. They're strong. They have their, they they got skills. They're talented. What more do I want? Speaking、exactly. of talent, Aquafina is one of the most talented women.、Uh, not just Asian, American women, but just women in、She's、general.、Uh, how did you How did you like working closely with her? And of course, you had some really nice scenes with her in the farewell. Your nice little karaoke scene. When you're singing、uh, the Fugees, <laughs> strumming my pain with a finger, and all that. How did you like working with? How did you like working with her? Well, we're both from New York, right? Yes. Okay. So we already know. It's There you like go. We're, both, we're New Yorkers, and then. Did you knew her prior? Did you know Aquafina prior to、uh, joining the I film? I didn't actually.、Oh, yeah. I saw her on YouTube first. Oh, nice! And I said, 
Crazy Rich Asians, which mm-hmm. I read all. I read all three books first. Um, uh-huh. Kev, Kevin Kwan, but I mean, I just was like, she was hysterical. She's captivating. Like mm-hmm. you just, I, I was like the same thing. I'm like, where is this girl been? Like exactly. she stole the show. I mean, I mean, I loved the whole movie. I loved all of it. it made me want to travel. But um, she just was. You're right. Like she, she is very American, but also you can very visibly see that she's Asian, but like, she's so talented. She's so mm-hmm. funny. Like, absolutely. So, a lot of energy there. A lot of energy yes. out of that little lady. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> what most people don't know is that, come on, man. She went to LaGuardia high school. Right. Yeah, that's same, she, baby. That's she, New York straight through and she through is right this, there. That's, Amer- <laughs> that's America. That's yes. Oh, no, she's, she's a trained actor, man. Yeah. Come on. I love it. You can it. do anything. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Oh, you know, Time. For your credits here, I can't yeah. believe like you were like you've been acting forever and you're still so young. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I see like your probably your first big break was probably the Cosby Show. What was that experience like? Oh, the Cosby Show. Wow. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, that was that's like 1985 or something like that. I can't. Yeah, I can't think yeah. that far back. <laughs> uh, you know what? The Cosby Show, that character in the Cosby Show was groundbreaking. This dude was a Marine working on the pipeline. That was the character. Wow. I said, wow, give me that role any day. Okay? Because you never see an Asian American face in these war pictures. And we've been fighting in America since. Mm The Spanish American War. That's true. Yeah, exactly. Okay? But nobody knows. Right. I mean, you know, you're talking about every major war we've been involved in. And you never see 
an Asian American face as a soldier, as an American soldier, the enemy, yes. Right, <laughs> yep. But never on our side, okay? So, so when, 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 when Bill wrote that character like that, I just said, wow, I, I got to get this role, man. And I didn't do TV back then. Oh. I right. was a theater guy. I See, said, that was your man, first TV I'm, credit, yeah. I'm telling you, I just said, okay, well, this guy I want to do. All right, and I tell you, the set was, you know, we we had a great time. Was that I mean, your I, first? I'm sorry. No, God. Was, was that your first passion theater? Is that what you wanted to do right out of the get go? Oh yes, I'm from New York, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and the other problem was that back in the day, there weren't that many representation, and I didn't see anybody on screen that looked like me. So I said, what, right. what? Right. I mean, you know, I mean, even um. You know, white people were playing us, so. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right, right. What was well, your favorite theatrical thank performance? Thank God they didn't do that in Mulan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. I know. But, but I mean, I mean, seeing yourself on a top-rated show at the time, like the Cosby show, what was your feeling about, you know, you're finally in everybody's living room for the first time? You know, I, I didn't realize the power of these mediums. I didn't realize the power of television. I didn't realize the power of film. Until I went to L.A. Mm. And I didn't go to L.A. because of it. I went to L.A. to do a play. Wow. Wow. Okay. And it just so happened in 1988, there was a writer's strike. So nobody was working in town. Mm -hmm. So I did a play at South Coast Rep, which is a little bit, it's in Orange County. That's far from L.A. Mm -hmm. You know, if you did a play there and then everything's happening, nobody comes to see you. But it just, there was a writer's strike. Nobody was doing anything. So they all came and saw the show. Oh, and wow. it, was, it was a play written for me by Eric Overmeyer called In Perpetuity Throughout the Universe. Oh, you have to look this up now. I gotta, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. curious. It, it, Eric Overmeyer is an amazing writer. He's done The Wire. He's done Tremé. Okay, yes. Bosch. Okay. I mean, yeah. Bosch, you're in, yeah. Yeah, the dude can write. Yeah. So when I went out to L.A. to do that, all the casting people, directors, and, and producers, they came and saw the show. They said, well, you know, we have nothing, we have nothing for you because we shut down. Right. <laughs> There's nothing going on. He said, but if you're bored in the daytime, come up for some meetings. You know? And, and that's wow. what I did. I, and I was bored out of my mind. Because mm-hmm. we had the show at night. In the daytime, Orange County is nothing but banks and a shopping mall, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> So right. I would drive up, drive up to L.A. and have these meetings and talk to these people. We had a good time. And then Bob Harbin, who was the head of casting at Fox at the time, gave me a monologue to read. He said, read that. And I said, oh, okay. I looked at it and I read it and he goes, wow, that was really good. I said, no, I'm not good. It's the writing. The writing was amazing. Yes. Because this was a monologue about this lawyer, African-American lawyer, okay, who was practicing what out of license. Mm. because he couldn't afford to go to law school. Mm. So he was defending himself in court because wow. he got busted. He said, oh, you know what? You don't have a license. And he's telling him, he's telling the jury why he did that. Man, I tell you, it was beautiful. This, this, this monologue was gorgeous. And I said, I didn't have to do anything. I just read the words, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And then, yeah, and then when the show closed on a Sunday... The writers went back to work on Monday. Mm. 
Okay, I was working on Wednesday, and guess what show I was doing? L.A. Law. L.A. Law. Awesome. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that they mentioned that on the Variety interview. Yes. L.A. Law. Yes. I want to talk about one of your more recent TV projects because this is a show that's near and dear to my heart because I worked on it as well. Veep with Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yeah, me too. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you played uh, Liu Qijiang. I was one of her recurring staffers. So I did core backgrounds. Um, one line. One line in um, one, one episode. But um, how did you enjoy working uh, on that? I remember your character as Liu Qijiang. And uh, I just I just love the interaction your character had with um, Lu- Julia. Uh-huh. Uh, on your episodes. Uh-huh. How did you enjoy working on Veep? Look, working <laughs> with Julia is a piece of cake, right? Because she's been, she's so good at this. Love yeah. her. She's, she's done this stuff for so long. Right. And you can move on eyebrows, you know what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she will go with it because she is so in tune. She's been immersed in this form, this art form of improv and of, of this kind of comedy, yes. you know, this SNL type of comedy. Mm-hmm. It's something that, that too. <laughs> I'm telling you, you just ride a wave out. Don't fight it. I don't know why people do it. I don't know why people fight stuff. And, you know, oh, no, I want to do it this way. No, man. If, if, the, if the wave's coming, get on the wave, man. Just right. wave. Hang 10. It's all good. <laughs> I'm yep. not kidding. And it's always a pleasure. And we improv every every that's, scene that's at the end. That's the case. Every a lot of, wow. Some yeah. of the most improv on a scripted show I've seen, actually, because yeah. sometimes they have to stay strict to the, the words on the script. But mm-hmm. Veep was an example where they had some liberties, it seemed. Yes. And, and they, you know why? Because they, they, get, they like the game. They like the... They like the mm-hmm. improv game, right? Because David yes. was off. He's off camera, sitting in in Video Village, going, uh, "Richard Nixon." He was screaming <laughs> stuff out, right? So we said, "Richard Nixon." I said, "Oh yeah, we're at Camp David." Blah blah blah. And we started going with it because whatever he screams out, we will we will react to it, you know. So that's the fun part. That's funny. Oh, uh, and um, your upcoming project, uh, Ty, is uh, on the CW. It's called Kung Fu. It's a reboot pilot. Um, I'm not sure if you have started production yet. Uh, what can you tell us about uh, that much-anticipated well, show? I'm in Vancouver. Oh. Oh, I am prepping for Kung Fu. Oh, oh wow. okay. yes, yes. And, and, and we're going straight to series, brother. Yeah. Oh, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, so anyway. It says pilot in my notes, but now it's full series. So, yes. Right. So awesome. We're breaking news here on the show. <laughs> you know what's crazy? You know, I mean, if you if you know the show, right? Yeah. It's a 70s TV show. Everyone right? knows Kung Fu, man. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows Kung Fu. It's classic. That's great. But you know Bruce Lee pitched that show, right? Right. Yeah, it got Bruce stolen Lee from him. Oh, it absolutely yeah. got stolen from Bruce Lee. Really? That's wow. bullshit. Yeah. I think Shannon tried to said, fight for it. His daughter tried to fight for it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but they said, you know, they said, uh, you know, a Bruce Lee, you know, no Asian face on a star of a TV series. No, that's okay. We can't do that. So they put mm. David Cassidy in there. Yeah. So I'm, I mean, you know, David, mm. you know, he's fine, right? I mean, but he's not an Asian. Right. And so he, right. They, made, they made him half an Asian. So he's a half Asian guy going to the Wild Wild West to look for his half brother. So it's a Western. It was a Western. 
Yeah. Okay. So we're reclaiming that series. At this yes. Point. We're yeah. the narrative. Okay. Our lead is a young Asian American woman. Nice. Uh, in Shulin Temple. Okay. And it's centered around a, an Asian American family in San Francisco. And guess nice. what I play? Are you gonna play her father? You gonna You're play dad? dad. <laughs> Breaking news! Breaking news! (laughs) Oh, this is awesome! Reading the deadline article. This is amazing. So you're in production now. I'm glad that things uh, are starting up in Vancouver. A little, a little bit quicker than here in the U.S. Have you noticed any changes with the pandemic on set of uh, Kung Fu? Well, we're not yet, but definitely there's there's going to be a COVID department. Right. Okay. And I think there will be a lot, lot of things that they're still working out because, you know, the cast is not here yet. I'm here early. Oh, good. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so the cast will be here soon, but they will have to be in a 14-day mandatory quarantine. Okay. They cannot leave wow. their premises. And once that's over, um, then we'll, we'll get our, our, you know, rules and regulations. How are we going to do it? You know, are we going to break it up into zones? Who, you know, are we going to get disposable makeup? I mean, so all of that stuff is being worked out as we speak. Awesome. Don't know yet. Wow. Right. Ty, yeah, wow. For you. We thank you so much. This is incredible. Yeah, interview. thank you Round so much. Mulan, Kung Fu, incredible. Farewell, <laughs> Tiger you. Tail. Give me one charged up. <laughs> you're with the skyscraper with the rock too. How cool is that? I, wow. I want to have you back, Ty, uh, when yeah. Kung Fu uh, drops, and we can talk about your other stuff. Because yeah, I absolutely. Think if, we, if we talked about all your projects, we'll be here till the sun comes up. So <laughs> <laughs> it'll be fun too. It would be a lot yeah. of fun. Oh, yeah. Thank so, you. Uh, of course, we'd like to thank, of course, uh, PR Machine uh, for. Uh, um, you're setting us up with you, uh, Ty. Ty, uh, before we let you go, if you could uh, do a little promo for us. Let us know who you are. Throw out your Mulan, any other projects you want to throw out. Let us know you're on Below the Belt show. And at the end, throw out a catchphrase, a plug, a quote, whatever you'd like at the end. You got it, ladies and gentlemen. You know where I'm at. Below the Belt show, man. These people are the bomb. I will come back and talk to these folks any time. I love, love that any time. So, I mean, you know, the show you're going to know because it's already out there, right? So please support, man. I mean, you know, that, that's, that's what we're about, family. Can you do one more, but let us know your Tai Ma and Mulan as well? Okay, sure. Yeah, I'm awesome. Tai Ma. I'm Tai Ma, and I play the father of Mulan, which is on Disney Plus right now streaming. So, and I'm on the show with these fabulous people below the belt show and anytime they want me to come back i'll be here yo awesome hi that was amazing thank you ty you know i never wanted an asian dad so much in my life yeah (laughs) you converted me it was great you know what we can work remember that movie the jerk yeah yeah there you go. Hello. You go. <laughs> There's your pitch right there. Right, exactly. <laughs> Somebody write that down. Okay. Hi, thank you so much. Best of luck. Check okay. out Mulan on Disney Plus, uh, Premium Access. Um, great movie for the entire family. Uh, Ty, thanks so much. Good luck on Kung Fu. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I can do that because I have a black sash and I goes kung fu in Baltimore. I, I got my oh, black. Yeah. There you yeah. go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it wasn't for comedy purposes. <laughs> True story. Ty, Ty right. thanks so much yeah. for calling in the blow. Thank you. Thank okay. You. All right. Take See care. Yeah. Awesome. Have a good Be night. safe. Be safe. Right. Be, safe. Be safe. Be safe. Okay. Bye-bye. 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 Hey, guys, that was Ty Mom Below the Belt Show. Freaking wow. amazing interview. What a great dude. guy. Dude, hey, that dude has so much act. positive energy, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. Just, yeah. just oh, doing backflips with smiles and kind things to say for the last hour. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, dude. I need his, I need his chi or whatever. He's oh, yeah, he's got the magic. Yeah. He's got the magic. He's got stuff. something. But you can spend hours and just learn so much. He yes. is so great. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely, absolutely. Any young actor that works with him on a movie is just like, just took up that knowledge that he has. Mm-hmm. You a better actor, I'm sure All of it. Right. Just a couple more things to throw out, and we'll uh, end tonight's show, guys. This is an incredible uh, show from top to bottom so far. But, yes, as we talked with uh, Tai Ma, um, films hoping to compete for the Oscars in the Best Picture category will um, need to meet standards for representation and inclusion. Mm. Um, so um, it, Oscars eligibility is dependent on factors of how long it's been distributed, uh, but also – include the use of actors from un, underrepresented racial or ethnic groups, storylines centering on under, underrepresented groups, creative leadership, and key group, key crew positions as well. Um, yeah, and that's, yeah, and that's the interesting part. It's not just having them on cast. The story itself has mm-hmm. to address either women, LGBT, right, or, or underprivileged right. things. That yep. one's tricky because there's thousands yeah. of amazing stories out there that right. aren't about a disenfranchised population, but I don't know. I guess they're trying to overcorrect on the other side. Yeah. Martin, I lost your video. Yeah. I see, it. I, I see him. Oh, that's odd. Huh. Okay. Nice. Consider yourself lucky. You don't got to put up with my ugly mug. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm worried about Oscars. Like, I mean, it's different, I mean, different actors who have been amazing over the years and who have never received an Oscar. Right. You know, like right. amazing white actors, whatever. I don't want to see this get to be like, we're going to overlook all these great movies just to have like a quota or whatever. Right. You know, I want these well, to yeah. be. I understand I that, but I think it's only one. Only they one have one. to have at least one among the nominations. So you're not, oh. it's just, it's not requiring it to be the majority of a nomination category. It's my, just to have one of these underrepresented groups in each of the categories. My problem is that That's what uh, it, is. It, it takes out entire genres. So yeah. any historical picture in Europe before the 15th century has no mm-hmm. shot at Oscar now. It's, it's just that's not how time and history worked there. Well, unless mm-hmm. they're going to make it like Hamilton. And, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm reading Gone with the Wind right now and I love it. And I'm like. I could be Scarlett O'Hara and play a damn good job of it. Yeah, you could. You're a you could be, You could be a good Scarlett O'Hara. It's the smoky voice. And it's oh, yeah. Scarlett. LST. But I also, but I agree. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I agree, like, with what you just, with what you guys are saying. It's like, we don't want to take out all these great storylines just because it doesn't have 
a black, Asian, gay, transgender. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I get what we're trying to do. And I'm all, I, I want inclusion. I want diversity. But at times it just feels like we're just throwing it. Like, don't just throw it in there just to throw it in there. I think yeah, it right. has to meet the qualifications of an extraordinary film or extraordinary okay. actor or actress. It's just so they're not overlooked. And if, right. if that, that, that is a, if that's the case, that they're just not overlooked, and it's, uh, I believe, one, at least one within the group of nominees that has to meet that criteria, then I guess I'm okay, I'm okay with it. I'm okay here's, with it. So here's I, my I problem. Overlooked. I, w- I don't want people like getting in there who have a worse film than other films. Right. Know, no I understand, it. but I think it's because if you use the, 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 just the rule of one, it just allows that particular actor, actress, or film project to to possibly be overlooked. See, here's my issue. If it was worded, uh, these things would be strongly encouraged by the Academy, yeah. or these things would be given extra deference. That would be making sure no one's overlooked. These are requirements. <clears throat> Uh, and that's, yeah. that's a different thing, right? So, uh, and it's probably not going to happen, but like, you can see the scenario where somebody makes an amazing film that simply doesn't tick, you know, these boxes. And then everybody that puts, everybody that puts the same effort into that, just like time, time just did, they don't get recognized for their work. Right. Um, so, I mean, we'll see, we'll have to see how it plays. I mean, they also don't have to yeah. leave it. They can adjust this going forward, depending on how it plays out. Yeah. I mean, you know, it- I don't know if it's also trying to push an agenda as well, because I mean, obviously, this is the the day and age for for um, you know pushing uh, you know political correctness and right. social justice and all that stuff. But um, we'll just have to wait and see how it goes. Um, yeah, right. Because yeah, like for me, I don't care if like every category is um, black actors in a certain category, as long as they're all amazing and as long as they were better than any other race that was being nominated. Yep. Yeah, you want the art. Happen. Yeah, you want yeah. the art judge for the art, not right. not yeah. Right. I can, I can see that as well. Like, like I, I really felt that when um when um Selma um, was was um, created and they got snubbed in a lot of categories, I thought they should have been mm-hmm. nominated more. But I mean, I think I think if you just have a it diverse, was snubbed big time. I just think if you if you have diverse people who vote on um the categories, I mean, right. I think that take care of the issue. You know, as, as long as they're picking, you know, good quality movies. Then that's what they've done. As you know, Ty just admitted he was uh, now a new yeah. member of Academy, which I think yeah, is a great, great. He's on the inside circle. Oh, man. Look at he that. definitely deserves it with his long career. I know. Absolutely. He definitely deserves God. it. Guys. Uh, just a couple more TV things, guys. Um, this is a surprise one. CBS's mom uh, with Anna Ferris and Allison Janney. They're Ooh. losing the mom. Anna will exit the sitcom after uh, seven season seasons, leaving Allison Janney as a sole star. I don't see how this TV show can go it, on. It's called Mom. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? I didn't even think it was doing that well. I guess it's doing well. Seven seasons? I, yeah, it's doing really well, I guess. I, I personally was surprised to see that it's still going on, but yes. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, seven that, seasons, you said? It's seven seasons. That's a good well, Anna show. Will I've never even heard of it before. Anna Ferris <laughs> will exit the sitcom after seven seasons. 
I've seen yeah. it like yeah. on when I'm scrolling through, but it's I CBS is a network show. I don't know you you don't watch network TV. I've either. also never I've never seen this. I have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, CBS All Access now, um, they just had um uh some uh, big Wait. things come out of the Star Trek day. Is that the show with Valerie Harper? CBS All Access? No, no, uh, mom. Oh show mom? No, uh Allison Janney. No, that was Mama's Family. Never mind. Mama's Family, yeah. <laughs> That's a dated reference. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My goodness. All right. So, uh, oh, there was... Lord. <laughs> Star Trek, they had some, uh, a fan of, it was a fan event commemorating the 54th anniversary debut of the original Star Trek series. They just, um, had some new announcements, including the third um, season three trailer, full trailer of Star Trek Discovery. Also yeah. uh, announcing the upcoming Star Trek Strange New Worlds uh, new series on CBS All Access, which has not started shooting yet. But they just uh, announced the cast Anson Mount, Rebecca Romaine, no longer Stamos, and Ethan Peck uh, will be among the stars of this new star trek series so star now, trek wow all over the place now, in cbs all access this is really interesting segue that is the counterpoint to some of the objections we just raised because star trek was originally written to be an international all-inclusive cast that's why you have uh asians why you have african-americans why you right. have a russian why you have their 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 idea was in the future we'll get past this petty bullshit and we'll be much more on it so you know, there is something to be said for forcing us to look at something that way, and then good things can come out of it. Interesting. That is interesting. If you're a fan of the Venture Brothers, it has been canceled by Adult Swim after seven seasons. I'm I haven't... a fan of Venture Brothers. Are you, Solid. Are you a fan of it? Solid. Oh, are you sad to see it go? The eight-year-old in me is, you know... Yeah, I know. But, you know so it started the... 17 years ago. That's and what it's I'm only... saying. It's only on its eighth season, but um, yeah, they they're actually like, in the middle of writing their or their eighth season, and then they yeah, they take like juice. two to three years off in between. I don't know right. why these guys in the same room. Like curb your enthusiasm, pretty yeah. much. Um, this is, might be the best news coming out of 2020 since it's been a bad year uh, so far. Not saying uh, much. Keeping up with the Kardashians will air yes. the final season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Burn, it final season. Burn it down. Burn it down. 2021 will be. <laughs> Let <laughs> it end. I love oh. it. <laughs> I can't believe. Can I you can't believe, believe it's, it's even going for twenty seasons? No, no. It's polluting our society. I, I don't watch. I said it. <laughs> I mean that. I never, that one, gosh, that one. Make I never it, liked it. That that means it debuted in two thousand. I mean, it's been around that long. I mean, just look at Kylie Jenner's face. Yes, we were when yes. it first started. Oh yeah, Jenner's Morgan. Face. I'm looking for a like button I can send. Good job. <laughs> I just have very mixed. Yeah, at, um... feel, I just have very mixed feelings about them because, like, there are a couple things out of the camp. There you go. There are a couple oh, things. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> I mean. They've done a couple things that I like, but it just, it's just uh, the whole, uh, just everything. Like them, <laughs> well, Khloe Kardashian, I mean, she started these, she has these jean, this jean company called like Good American. I have like three pairs of the jeans. They are great. I've seen them on many different, <laughs> many different body shapes. I'm not going to lie. They're great. <gasps> but 
that whole family it's just like it's a, it's everything that's wrong with like yes it's just like so many girls now it's like i want to look like this i want to look like yeah, that i know like, i want to plump your lips of, up to the sky but yeah. none of year olds getting surgery right right oh yeah no 20 something year old should get I don't care if you're thirty. I don't care if you're twenty-five. Come on, whatever. You're you're an adult, but when you're kids, when these young girls are like, "Oh, I want my waist to be like this and my hips," and I'm like, "That's all plastic surgery." Yeah. Like nobody's pointing that out. That like this isn't real. And and I mean, beyond that, why do they want it? for likes on social media that's right, the worst which is getting reason you yeah. yeah like don't alter your body for for you know a bunch of heart whatever like like to alter your body because it gives you confidence or makes you feel better about right. yourself not so that like this ethereal group of people likes like you an adult and you can like make these yeah. decisions but I, I mean i don't know the whole chris jenner controlling everything with the money and like you know, putting her daughters in these positions and, and Kanye, I don't really know what's going on. Presidential I mean, candidate Kanye. Stop uh, it. I mean, I will say Stop this. It. They uh. all have they have some beautiful children. There are yeah. some very beautiful little children out of the whole brood. <laughs> so. The only LSD the only one on the show that looks the same from the beginning is is Bruce Jenner. That's the one that hasn't changed at all. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, that whole thing, too. Wait, wait a minute. He, he's the one that's changed the most. Oh, oh has he? Yeah, no. I would say he's changed the most. I haven't noticed. Joke. Okay. <laughs> Come on, Al. Uh, okay. <laughs> Did he change? Did he change? <laughs> oh, man. Are you going to watch um, Carol Basket on Dancing with the Stars? That bitch. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> premieres on Monday on ABC. Does she have her sardine oil? I want, I want, I desperately want the whole crowd to start chanting "Lock her up." Oh, yeah. want it. Yeah, desperately. Oh. Want Didn't she? It. I mean, isn't it pretty much um, common knowledge that she killed her husband? She killed her husband. She 100 percent right? killed her husband. <laughs> and she's no an doubt. ABC reality she's show. She's, she's no one has make... any doubt. She's like, didn't he take out? did she take out an insurance policy on him like a week before he died? Oh, like, wasn't that she, she, changed, she changed the will to make the herself will, yeah. like a sole inheritor. She right. cut out the whole family. Like, we, she's like the 2020 OJ, right? Yeah. She's dancing on Dance with the Stars, as you know. A lot of changes for the upcoming season. Uh, Derek Huff, the new judge who's replacing Len Goodman, he can't fly into the U.S. from the U.K. So Derek Huff, who is uh, Julianne Huff's brother, will be in the judge's chair. And Tyra Banks is replacing Tom Bergeron as host. So lots of changes for that one. Um, congratulations are in order for David Harbour and Lily Allen. David Harbour from Stranger Things. And Lily yeah. Allen, the singer, who, a little trivia, is the sister of Alfie Allen. Um, great, um, Greyjoy, Theon Greyjoy from Ga- Game of Thrones. Uh, they got married in Las Vegas. Chachi, yeah. you sent me this uh, link that Brad... Pitt is taking dating advice from Leonardo DiCaprio. He is dating a 27-year-old German model named uh, Nicole. Who looks like his ex-wife. Yeah. Oh, you think she looks like um, Angelina Jolie? There were all these articles about it. You think think she looks like Angelina, huh? I I mean, I I don't really. Everybody's got a type, man. These things happen. Yeah. (laughs) I guess so. Well, which is interesting. Put... uh, her uh, Nicole has an open marriage with her much older husband. She's still married. Oh yeah, I did oh. see that. 
to a 68-year-old German restaurateur, Roland Mary. Right. <laughs> Holy shit. There I you mean, go. Then she's not in Brad for the money. She already got the money locked down. I yeah, guess so, money. yeah. I mean, Brad is 56, but this guy's 68. Oh, but he's still okay. great looking. Brad, Brad Pitt, at his age, is still better looking than me in my 30s. All right? That guy is great looking. I mean that. Yeah, that's see, not stretch, but he's I mean, he's he looks good, but he, yeah, yeah, I see. It I is see here that I see here that Angelina is upset that Brad Pitt took his new girlfriend to the location where um where Pitt and um, Angelina got married. Oh, oh he's re- rehashing dates. Chateau. Oh, <laughs> I think it's called the Castle in France where they got married. Oh, so she's I mean, that. didn't she divorce him? Yep. Oh yeah. So she can't be mad. I, I that, that place is too sentimental, though. I guess you know, there's too many memories. I don't know. Well, yeah. You like it, then you should have put a ring on it. Speaking of age gap, <laughs> Alec Baldwin and, and not taking it off. Yeah. Alec Baldwin and his wife Hilaria Baldwin they expect or have their fifth, uh, yeah. fifth baby together. My gosh. How is um, he, Alec? I, I love I, him. Um, me up. I, don't, I think he's in his upper 50s or early 60s. I have to look that up. Um, 62. He's 60, there you go. 60, so he's in his 60s. He just had a baby? He just had a baby his at fifth. 62. Oh, my his God. fifth baby with his, his wife. His kid. And his wife is only 30-something, I believe. Um, and, of course, we have to announce some um, sad passings. Of course, last week we dedicated the show to the passing of Chadwick Boseman. That's really sad. Um, Black Panther. Yeah. Um Died due to um, a very oh, private case of colon cancer. Yes, and Chachi, you sent me this article as far as why he kept his cancer diagnosis under wraps. Uh, he was a very private person, number one, and also he felt in this business that people trip out about things. Mm-hmm. So those, mm-hmm. you know, treat him differently because he was battling sure they would have, yeah. a life-threatening cancer um, bout. You know. But, you know, I have to and give him honestly, credit for that because I mean he could have easily yeah. came out mm-hmm. and he was battling it. He would have been, you know, talked about nonstop. Would have got like right. a ton of publicity, you know, f- for that, you know, um, mm. and for him to keep it private and keep it this amongst his family. I think um, I definitely have you know respect. Volumes, yeah. But it kind of hurts. It's like losing a friend to cancer. Like you, this, you know. This guy, you know, had all the money he needed. Like you figure, like if you have all that kind of money, you still can't beat cancer. Like so it's just, not uh, be the best doctors in the world. Right, best doctors the in the best, world, best treatment, best medicine like, and treatment. My yeah. gosh, and you, you can't. You fought it as best you could. So yeah. um, apparently, Marvel didn't. So I guess that Marvel did know because I thought they did. I thought that's why um, the shooting schedule. Yeah, I mean, you two was so far away. They would, right. they would have absolutely had to with their lawyers and the disclosures. I promise you have yeah, to sign I mean, something like that in there before they, they bring you on. But I think it's a huge credit to him to not only go through it and to go through it privately, but to perform that well, right? To turn wow, in yeah. those kinds yeah. of just, just blockbuster performances and, oh my have, gosh, and right. be hurting and have no one know. like that. I was already impressed with the guy before I heard, but afterwards, absolutely. just hat off to him yeah. in every way. Um, Yes, of course. Real Again, life superhero. Real life superhero on and off screen. <laughs> he visited children in hospital, cancer, young young cancer patients. He went to the oh, hospital wow. visits. I mean, um, wow. but yes, um, you will be missed, uh, Chadwick Boseman. Um, and we discussed last week that I, I think the proper thing to do is not to recast T'Challa, 
Shuri, um, the sister of Black Panther, took on the role of Black Panther in the comic book storyline. I think they should go that route. In my opinion, yeah, it kind of honors, go. honors, um, you know, it doesn't, you know, replace Chadwick and, yeah. you know, I don't know. We'll have to see, wait and see what they do there. A couple other more passings before we wrap up tonight's show is uh, Kevin Dobson. Uh, you might remember him from Kojak and Knott's Landing. Sadly passed away from a heart attack at the age of 77. Um, Birol Unel, a Turkish and German actor, best known for his role in Enemy of the State, died <laughs> uh, due to a battle with cancer at the age of 59. That was shot here. Yes, Enemy of the State was shot in uh, D.C. Oh, or yeah. Baltimore. Jerry Jerry Menzel, director of Closely Watched Trains, uh, had sadly passed away. Oscar-winning screenwriter uh, Sir Ronald Harwood, who wrote The Pianist, uh, the 2002 um, Oscar-winning film, passed away at the age of 85. Mike Sexton, a member of the Poker Hall of Fame, longtime TV commentator for the World Poker Tour events, passed away at the age of 72. Bruce Williamson, um, he actually re- replaced the singer of The Temptations when The Temptations um, continued to tour, the iconic Motown group, that is. He was only 49. He passed away due to COVID-19. Damn. Complications due to COVID-19 at the young age of 49. Wow. Man, that's really, really sad. And, of course, with death, uh, we welcome life to those celebrating another year around the sun. Um, includes um, Hugh Grant. Grant's 59. Um, Charles Estin is 54. Adam Sandler, 53. Rachel Hunter wow. is 50. Eric Stone Street is 48. Henry Thomas from E.T. is 48. Michael Buble is 44. Michelle Williams is 39. And Kelsey Asbill from One Tree Hill and Teen Wolf is 28. That's birthdays today. And Al Soto is 25. And top 25, 26. No. <laughs> Are you 25 now? Wow. <laughs> I know, 25, right? 26. That's a, that's they grew up time, too fast. That's a time fly, guys. <laughs> yeah. It does. So to um, end tonight's show for the cool cut. Birthday um, cut. Yeah, you know, I, I thought this is a cut I originally wanted to play last week, and then Chadwick Boseman passed away, and then also Eric Murillo, who – the DJ from I Like to Move It, Move It. Uh, he passed away, so I ended up playing that song last week. This is a song God. I intended to play last week that I'm going to, going to play this week because he was probably one of the most influential musicians who had such a short life on Earth, and that's Kurt Cobain. Um, mm. The group is called Nirvana, if you've heard of them. Um, the song Something in the Way was the song chosen for the newest Batman trailer. Yeah, and it worked. It was good. And yeah, good. you know what? I think it was one of their um, you know, overlooked songs. I think they kind of brought it to the forefront with the Batman trailer or uh, uh, teaser trailer, that is. And uh, yes, that is the uh, cool closing cut, the birthday cut, whatever you, you want to call it. Well, we got we got cuts today from Pearl Jam and Nirvana. It's like, it's like yes. 1992 yes. Yes. all over again. <laughs> There's a bunch yeah. of 90s. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I like that tie to Chachi. Grunge, baby. Grunge. Jeremy by Pearl Jam for the for the classic cut and the cool birthday cut nirvana something in the way yeah close up tonight's show guys happy birthday happy birthday al happy birthday al it's not the same celebrating a birthday in a pandemic i can't do the whole big gathering 
Might have to space up some small little gatherings uh, for dinner and drinks somewhere. That's just the reality of the... Morgan, you did the same thing, right? You had to keep, keep um, things kind of uh, small sad. for the pandemic. Yeah, first thing. that yeah. does not make Morgan happy. She likes well, big, like light pyrotechnics. That's fine with Morgan. I mean, she celebrates it all month anyway, so it just gives her more of an excuse. I mean, I had a few small dinners here Mm. and there, but, you know, last year I had three different parties. And I got Uh, to pick one of them. Yes. So hopefully next year (sighs) we'll just, you know, make it bigger. Look out for a text, all three of you, uh, because something. We'll do something. something, Do something. A little something, something. Mill Street. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Mill Street. (laughs) 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 All right, guys. I'd like to thank, of course, Ty Ma, our featured celebrity guest from Mulan. Check it out on Disney Plus Premium Access. Premium Access, and of course Scott Ham from Cobra Kai, um, Coffin Two, Coffin Three, and other a um, lot of other television projects he worked on. Thank you, Scott, for uh, joining us in BTB on behalf of the entire panel, starting with the King of the Eighties, Chachi McFly. See ya. Martin Lopez, the once and future king, the last new Minorian, one true knight. Get y'all next time. All right. Morgan Fab. Adios. She is affectionately <laughs> known as Yo Grace and, and all the other monikers of Daenerys. And of course, LST. Of course, LST. There's a light skin talent. Celebrity Soto. That's right. We're going to celebrate the birthday next week and BTB's anniversary all the month of September, guys. So we will. Looking forward to it. We will see you guys next week. See you then. Until then. Good night. Peace. available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and below the belt show.com.
Well, it has been a ill show tonight and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying. Until next time, keep chilling. Like a villain. Bye, 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 bye.